Haystack and the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio. Uh, I gotta keep. I seriously, <laughs> WorldwideSportsRadio.com, Facebook Live, Twitter, Periscope, something, Spotify, something, something, something. Worldwide Sports. <laughs> that's right. Something, something, something. Uh, we're everywhere. You're in the right place. Number to call: six three one six seven six two nine six eight. That is 631-676-2968. I'm Mike Guido. He's Evan Mazza, my producer. Welcome in here on a Wednesday. We are halfway through the week. I, hey, look, this is the first time that I've been in for twice uh, twice in one week. It's, it's progress. <laughs> it's progress. Trust the process. I'll tell you what. I felt kind of crappy yesterday, um, but I'll tell you what. It's, I, I, think we're, I think we're on our way. I think we're on our way, but we are here. Plenty to cover today. Good show today. Um, you know, I just want to tease this for tomorrow. Um, good buddy of mine and uh, a friend of the network, uh, that is Kieran Glenn, who is, you know, my best friend since I was a kid, um, who also comes on the, uh, not on this show, but he comes, he's been in the studio before. Um, and he makes his occasional appearance when he's home from college. He's going to be on the show tomorrow, so you're not going to want to miss that. Um, so let's – I, I want to get into this. Um, you know, I want to talk about – because I didn't get to talk about it the other day. Um, the L.A. Lakers are in trouble, uh, and I, I want to touch on that. I want to touch about uh, touch on things that are going on in the NBA, um, just kind of like a round trip around the league, uh, that kind of thing. You, uh, Evan and I are going to play Nab the Stat uh, a little bit later, so oh, boy. we'll see how I do with that. I, we, I haven't played it in a month and a half, so... How many wrong answers are we going to get this time? Well, actually, uh, you, you've well, got to be rusty. You know, 95% of those answers are going to be wrong. Then again, you've, got a lot of, you've had a lot of time on your hands over the last couple I have months, had, so... That's right. You probably, you probably have cheated. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily call it eat, uh, cheating. I mean... How else am I supposed to prep? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So if I have to come in here blind every day, like, how am I supposed to prep for anything? So um, nab the stats coming up later. Uh, I want to touch on the NFL Combine, uh, some of the takeaways. Uh, yeah, and I'll tell you what. This is getting to be, and I, I think I've, you know, I, I've said this multiple times. This is getting to the point where it is my favorite time of year just because I love draft season. I absolutely love it. I think it is the funnest thing about sports. Right. Um, it's fun. I love, you know, playing out scenarios, and I love seeing, you know, where guys can go, how it can affect them, and everything like that. Um, I also want to touch on Major League Baseball because, I, I like, I saw some predictions yesterday that were embarrassing. Like, I, I just I, – it was so awful that I have to spew them out, and I got I, I have to – figure out how to how to handle this uh but let's get into this so i i've been hearing for you know the 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 fairer part of a um you know for, for the past forever it seems like um for the first time in forever 
that Kyler Murray, <laughs> who and I'll tell you what, Kyler Murray is he's not even an NFL player yet. He didn't, you know, participate in the combine. And we're still talking about this kid. Just letting you know this kid is box office. Seriously, there is always a story surrounding Kyler Murray. He didn't even have to do anything. There's always a story surrounding this kid. Um, but I've heard all week, and I've heard in the past few weeks, and I've heard in the past couple of months and forever from now, that, oh, Kyler Murray, I don't know if he's a top 10 pick. I mean, the guy's 5'8". Okay, well, he measured at 5'10". So we're going we're gonna to slow down on that uh, for a second. You know, he's about, what did he measure? Didn't he measure like 5'10", 205 or something like that of yes. the combine? Yes. Something like that, yeah. So he gained a little bit of weight. Um, I have to kind of debunk this for a minute because, look, everybody knows that I love Kyler Murray, and I went on home stretch the other day Did arguing with, with Tyler and Speedy. You all I called in. And I, I like was, the old days. I, I argued with, with Tyler and Speedy saying that the Giants should absolutely beat on him. And the first thing that I heard out of Tyler's mouth is that he's 5'8". And I'm thinking to myself, so? Like, let's just look at this. Okay, Kyler Murray measures in at 5'10", 195, okay, or, or 205 or whatever he measured in as. Russell Wilson measured at 5'11", 215. Russell Wilson's a top four or five quarterback in the entire league. Some may even argue top three. You know, I, I've never heard this before. And and to be honest with you, the, the league has kind of shifted to the point where the height of your quarterback does not necessarily matter. And I wouldn't even say that the league has shifted to that. I think it has almost always been that. And a lot of teams have kind of failed to recognize so if we really look at it, of the shorter quarterbacks in the league, right? Drew Brees is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. What's he, six foot? Russell Wilson's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. We, I just read it to you. He's 5'11". Baker Mayfield got drafted number one overall by the Browns. And the Browns who, in all reality, because of Hugh Jackson and, and, and Todd Haley... Had plenty of dysfunction last year. So what exactly are we looking at? I think the thing that we're looking at is, you know, this is the kind of argument that I hate hearing about certain people. This is the kind of argument that I hear about, you know, like when you have a girl on social media or or, or wherever, you got a girl that says, you know what, I can't date a guy that's under 6'2". Right? Like, you just look dumb. I, look, I, I know I'm kind of, I think I'm in the minority in this, but my, my fiance's taller than me. <gasps> okay. Yeah, what? Okay. My fiance's taller than me. So what? She is my fiance. She did agree to marry me, right? And, and look, I, I like this. I, I, I don't mean to brag, but you know what? We have a pretty solid relationship. We did a heck of a job. This location, by the way, very romantic. Yeah, very, right. Very, very applause you, on that you, one. You like that? Very that was that very was good. Romantic. That that is in my grandfather's backyard. 
That was oh really? Yeah. That's where it was. Yeah. I'll talk about like the Lake water. Er- Lake Erie is in my grandfather's backyard. Yeah. No, it's it's awesome. That's I love a, it's a very good freezing spot. Freezing cold. I might st- I might steal your I might steal your idea. Go right to Lake Erie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice. Boom, it's nice up there. Boom, put the rain. The girl will be like, How'd you, what are you doing? I'll be like, well, my friend did this many years ago. Yeah, you're stealing my idea? <laughs> yeah. That's all right. I, I don't I don't care. I don't care. I, look, I actually take it as a compliment. But again, it's like, think, like when, when, when guys look at girls and they say, you know what? Why is it that you can't date a guy that's under 6'2"? They're not a real man or anything like that. And they'll, they'll probably answer, well, I mean, it's just, it's the way it is. I can't, I, you know, I I don't find it attractive. You know, guys need to be tall. Tall and lean and good bone structure in their face and nice eyes and everything like that. You know, but we're, if we're focusing on height, you just kind of sound ridiculous. Now, because you could have that guy, right? That girl could could have that guy in her life already that might be 5'9", five, 5'10", five, but could be the nicest guy that she's ever met, could be the perfect match for her. They've been best friends forever, but she can't date him because he's 5'9". And what happens? She'll end up going to marry the guy who isn't really the greatest of all human beings, but he is 6'4", and... You know, they get married, they have a kid together or something like that, and then, boom, what happens? Oh, well, she she isn't necessarily the happiest because he doesn't really treat her the right way. You know, I think it's really simple. So, do you want to hear what uh, Charlie Casserly came out with today? Or Charlie? Last Charlie Casserly. Uh, he actually came out with another mock draft, and we'll do that later on the show. But Does he have Kyler Murray going number one? I don't know. I, I I remember reading it. I don't remember. I'll get I'll get to it in a second. Okay. But I want to read you what he wrote. What he wrote about Kyler Murray and his combine performance okay. and the combine, his interviews. He writes. He better hope. And I got a video more on Total Access on NFL Total Access last night. Mm-hmm. He writes. He better hope Cliff Kingsbury takes a number one because this was not good. These are the worst comments I've ever got on a high rated quarterback, and I've been doing this a long time. Leadership not good. Study habits not good. The board work the board work below not good. Not good at all in any of those areas, raising major concerns about what this guy is going to do. Now, people will say we're going to compare him to Patrick Mahomes. We're going to run an offense like Mahomes. We're going to run an offense like Baker Mayfield, but those guys are much different. Those guys, you never question them about their ability on the board. You never question their leadership ability, their work habits. Uh, that's were, not true. They were outstanding in those areas. This guy is not outstanding in those areas, and it showed up in the interview in the interview room. Now, this is him yet, uh, last night. Total Mahomes, Mahomes. It- you never questioned Mahomes' leadership, but you you absolutely did question Baker Mayfield's. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you absolutely did. And, and and I know that because I was one of them. Right. Right. I I was one of the guys that said I don't know. Like he's talented. Don't get me wrong, but I, uh, maybe this is uh, now this I wasn't I wasn't completely sold on Baker Mayfield. This is a clip no. of Castle on Total Access talking about it. Okay. Yeah, but those guys are much different. I mean, those guys, you never question about their ability on the board. You never question their leadership ability, their work habits. They were outstanding quarterback, and I've been doing this a long time. Leadership, not good. Okay, study habits, not good. The board work, below not good. Not good at all in any of those areas, see? And and raising major concerns about what this guy's going to do. Now, people will say, well, we're going to compare him to Mahomes. We're going to run an offense like Mahomes. We're going to run an offense like Baker Mayfield. But those guys are much different. 
I mean, those guys, you never question about their ability on yeah. the board. You never question their leadership ability, their work habits. They were outstanding in those areas. This guy's not outstanding in those areas. It showed up in the interview. Now, I'll, I'll say this. I don't know Kyler Murray personally, and I don't know how he is as a leader. And, and you know, I'd be foolish to say that I did. But um, And those are legitimate concerns. However, I, like I said, I, I, am, I am almost certain that he is going to go number one. I don't really think that it's going to end up mattering. Uh, it's not going to end up matter. Uh, oh, I can't even speak. It's it, not going to matter. It doesn't but, matter. But I'll tell you what. Uh, there are a few things that you look at, and and, and that's that's news to me, um, because I've I've never heard before that he was a bad leader. I've never heard before, and and Charlie's the guy, you know, and and Charlie's the guy to listen to. So I'm not going to say that he's wrong. Um, but there's a few things that you want out of your franchise quarterback. I'll tell you what. One of them is not height, and it's never height. Okay? It is, and I've said this before plenty of times, right? It is accuracy. you got to be precise throwing the football. It is the ability to make a play when the play breaks down. That is something you have to have as well. Another thing that you have to have is you need to have mental toughness, right? You need to be mentally tough. And the fourth thing that I wrote down is being a good leader, right? That, that's what you want. Now, I, look, Kyler Murray may or may not be. And, and if, if Charlie Casserly is saying that his interviews didn't go well, his board work didn't go well, he doesn't look like he's a great leader and everything like that, that's, that's all fine and good. But there, I want everybody to slow down because – there are going to be reports refuting that and everything like that. So I don't know. We'll 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 see where that ends up. But again, I can't sit here and say, you know what, Kyler Murray's not a top ten pick because he's only five ten. So what? When has that ever mattered? I don't give a rat's rear end how tall he is. The guy could be 5'3", for all I care. If he can deliver the football on time, on target, and he can make plays, and he can play the game of football well, then I don't really care how tall he is. I don't really care how tall he is. Now, I understand, you know, when we're talking about him, we're going to get into him later, but when we're talking about a guy like DK Metcalf... Right? When you're talking about wide receivers, yes, size sometimes matters depending on the position you play. Right? Size sometimes does matter. Because, you know, when you look at wide receivers, you need a guy that's tall enough to go up and get it, but you need a guy that's fast enough to to beat guys on routes and go over the top of the defense, and you need guys that can play slot and everything. Like, all of those those measurables matter, right? Hand size, everything like that. All of those things matter. And DK Metcalf... You know, a guy like that absolutely killed every angle of that. Um, I will say this, though. When it comes to quarterbacks, I think it'd be foolish to say, oh, what What if he can't see over the offensive line? There isn't a quarterback in the league that can see over the offensive line. And I've said this before. I said it the other day. Quarterbacks, yeah, they're throwing to receivers, but they're not necessarily throwing to receivers. You're throwing to a spot. 
right? The receiver's supposed to get to that spot. Right. So Kyler Murray, who at Oklahoma had pretty much an in, in, in NFL offensive line, right? Cody Ford and... Well, so did Baker Mayfield. You know, like... Orlando the, Brown, those right, guys. Right, exactly. I mean, NFL offensive linemen are monsters. Even college offensive linemen are giants. They're big. Especially when you go to a big school like that. They're basically all NFL players. Well these, well, these guys like Oklahoma, they're ready for the NFL. These old linemen, they're ready. Right. So what does that matter? If Kyler Murray was able to win the Heisman, like, I had what? Almost 6,000 total yards? Well, I think the Heisman... We have to be careful when talking about a Heisman Trophy winning quarterbacks. Oh, well... We really have to be careful. That's fine. No, I, I agree. But it's not about him winning the Heisman. It's about... For every Baker, he's able to win the Heisman. He's able to put up Heisman type numbers. But for every Baker Mayfield and Carson Palmer, there's a Troy Smith, there's a Tim Tebow, there's a uh, Johnny don't, Manziel. Don't knock on Tim Tebow. Johnny Manziel. <laughs> Love no. Tim Tebow. But I, I'm sorry. I, no, I understand. Johnny, Johnny, Man, Johnny Manziel. Um, you know, it's Matt Leinart. For every Carson Palmer and Baker Mayfield, at least we think Baker Mayfield worked out. I mean, hey, it could be great if he can have the kind of career. If he can have, an, if he can even have the kind of career Carson Palmer had. But for every one of those guys, there's a there's a Tim Tebow, a Matt Liner, Johnny Manziel, Vince Young. Did Vince Young win the Heisman? No, he never did. I'm, I apologize. I'll take Vince Young out of there because he never won the Heisman. But you know, there's there's those guys. You know, we I think I think you have to be careful when saying oh Heisman Trophy winning quarterback. RG three won the Heisman. Griffin, right? yes, RG3. good one. Griffin won the Heisman. Okay, and after year one or year two, things kind of fell apart. You know, play yeah. his. Not really being a true pocket passer, injuries, you know, putting his body at risk because he was running around a lot. Honestly, I really, I'm watching Griffin in the preseason and even at times in the regular season when Lamar Jackson got hurt, I actually think Griffin is better now as a pocket passer than he ever was. <laughs> I think Griffin, I personally believe just by watching That's Griffin. Because coaches have been pushing him to learn how to do it forever. So, yeah, so I think, I think we have to be careful. When, before you say Heisman Trophy winning quarterback, I think we have to be careful. No, say, I, uh, believe me, I understood. It's just what I'm saying is that he was able to put up those type of numbers despite his height. Like, the, his measurables, yeah, they're not favorable. Oh, well, what about durability? Well, college athletes, they they hit hard too. And he's pretty elusive in the open, in the, in the open field, right? I mean... Look, this Kyler Murray kid can play. I don't want to hear that, oh, I don't want him leading my team because he's 5'8". Give me a break. It's never mattered before. Why does it matter now? All right, uh, let's go to break. Coming up next, I want to break down what's going on um, with the NFL Combine. Maybe we'll look at a couple of mock drafts, uh, see where some of these guys end up. Just so I correct myself, Charlie Castley did not come up with a mock draft, but Daniel Jeremiah did. Yes, DK Metcalf yeah. number nine, by the way. Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw DJs. Uh, we'll uh, we'll take a look at that. How about that? Um, that's coming up next. Hour number one is the Haystack on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're, you're listening to the Haystack Show on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Hey, welcome back. This is the Haystack on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. I'm Mike Guido. He's Evan Mazza, my producer. Good to have you in here on a Wednesday, middle of hour number one. Um, yeah, for everybody that's saying that Kyler Murray's too short, yeah, you, you good. Have fun losing. 
Um, <laughs> you just had to get that last bit in there. Oh, Coming back from break. I, I, look, I'm just – that's got to get debunked. I, I really don't understand that whole argument. Um, anyway, still plenty to cover today. We're going to play Nab the Stat a little bit later, but I want to talk about the combine. I want to talk about what these takeaways are. Um, you know, everything kind of, you know, let me just, let me throw this out there. Let's have a little bit of draft talk. Um, because draft talk is like the best thing that could happen to sports. Draft season. Right. It is like, honestly, it is my favorite part of the year round NFL year. It is. Oh, you like, know I, I enjoy the draft more than more than the actual regular or regular season of the I, playoffs. I, I, I really do. I am sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I need to. I forgot to add in a name when I said Johnny Men's when I said Baker Mayfield and for every Baker Mayfield and Carson Palmer, mm-hmm. there's a guy named Cam Newton. That's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got to put him Cam in there. Could, yeah, Cam could probably fit into that. Uh, he fit fits into, into the list. good quarterback who's a Heisman Trophy. So I, I'm like Cam Newton. I remember, yeah, I remember when Cam Newton drove Auburn all the way to the finish line. That was a incredible. That was awesome. That was awesome. But um, you see, I had a conversation with somebody the other day about what happens if all of the rumors in the NFL are true. So if Kyler Murray does go number one to Arizona. Josh Rosen does get traded to Washington. Nick Foles does, in fact, sign with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Which seems like a formality. Right. What happens? What happens? And I'm thinking to myself, did the Combine change a lot of those things and I hear everybody now and 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 I want to kind of go through what Daniel Jeremiah said because he was at the combine and um him and Rich Eisen do a great job broadcasting the combine they do um they really did they really did a good job did you miss Mike Mayock though uh, you remember what I did that and I was just like, look it up, look it up, look it up. When, it, when Shaquem Griffin ran the four, two, two, four, three, eight for Shaquem Griffin. Hello, Shaquem Griffin is absolutely dominating. Two. Happy birthday, mama. <laughs> it was great. Um, I've watched that so many times. He didn't even get invited to the combine until after the senior bowl was over. Um it's gonna be fun. This is gonna be fun too, because this is gonna be uh, Mayock's first draft with the Raiders. So, yeah, and he's got three first round picks. And I'm telling you, I well, I wonder he, what I him think... and Gruden are gonna do. Oh, you want to know what they're gonna do? Yeah, you're gonna pick DK. No, no. What are they gonna do? They're gonna on Friday. They might land a certain Pittsburgh Steeler wide receiver. I really uh, believe. I really <sighs> believe that. I really believe that. They they we're gonna get into we'll we'll get into it. But um, I really believe they're there that they are. Mike Mayock and Johnny Gruden are he the boys the to watch. Full of energy, and that was really cool to see. I, I love. Are uh, you playing it? Of course, I am. Of course I am. This is Shaquem Griffin running the forty. Four, three, eight, four. Shaquem Griffin. Hello. 
Shaquem Griffin is absolutely dominating. Happy birthday, Mama. There it is, right there. Absolutely dominating. Happy birthday, Mama. And he was a late. Rich, he didn't get invited to the combine until after the senior bowl was over. And if that holds up, that would be the fastest 40-yard dash time by a linebacker since we started recording this stuff in 2003. Wow. Good for Shaquem Griffin. I'm so happy, happy for that guy. He, yeah, I am. And he's not a – that's the thing is Shaquem Griffin is not a – like a Cinderella story. Shaquem Griffin can really play. Like th this kid is good. I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised if he started next year for 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 Seattle. He's a real, really good player. Um, but let's let's get into this because I keep looking at combine numbers and a lot of them are what they expected. Obviously, the guy that absolutely stole the show was DK Metcalf. Um, he's earned himself into the top ten conversation. He has earned himself into the top 10 conversation. Not only do I think that, but I think that there are going to be teams that are going to do whatever they can to try to trade up for him. I want to see where Daniel Jeremiah had him prior to the combine. I think he had him at 22 to the Ravens. And that's my, that's my, yeah, I got it right here. This is back in January, January 18, 2019. Yeah, DJ, this is right before the Super DJ, Bowl. I think had him at 22 to the Ravens. You are, no, he didn't. Did not have really. Him. No, he had safety. Cleveland. He had this is twenty January eighteenth, twenty nineteen. Nick yeah. Bosa, Josh Allen, Quinnen Williams, Josh Jacobs, Dwayne Haskins, Jeffrey Simmons, Devin White, Cody Ford, Clevin Farrell, Daniel Jones, Ed Oliver, Marquez Brown, Greedy Williams. Nineteen to the Titans. Uh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. He has him now. Yeah. He now. Do you want me to? I'll, I'll he ain't gonna him. fall there now. I think he's got him nine to Buffalo. Nine now, right? to Buffalo. Nine to Buffalo. But see, that's amazing. Like. A draft analyst. Just imagine how what? dangerous that could be with Josh, Josh with Josh Allen's arm strength and DK Metcalf's athleticism. But just you see my point though about the combine. A player like DK Metcalf. No offense. This is not a, a shot at DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf, I think, could be a tremendous wide receiver in the NFL. It'd be great. He if, could be. He could be special. He really could. But isn't it amazing though what one combine can do for you? Metcalf goes from a twenty-ish pick. To now in the top ten, maybe even top five. Yeah, isn't that amazing? That's what one day of a combine could do for you. For well, yeah, I mean, but like the four years that you did in the end of the four years, three four years that you did in college. I know DK Metcalf's a sophomore, but the couple of years you did well, in college, you, swiped away. You kind of have to have a combination of both. I don't think that DK Metcalf is where he is now just simply because of the combine. I mean, he was a first-round pick before the combine. No, I'm not saying, I'm not saying then, he wasn't, I, but I'm just saying. But that's the thing is DK Metcalf is so physically imposing, mm. right? I mean, this he guy is. is so freaking big. I mean, it, the guy's 6'4", and the guy's two, 230 pounds. You have him to the right. And then he runs a 4-3-3-40. Like, so he's going to be one of the fastest receivers in the league and one of the biggest receivers in the league. As soon as he comes in. So I'm thinking, yeah. I mean, like, this could be a game-changing wide receiver. Game-changing. And it's not like the tape doesn't do him justice. DK Metcalf is really good. And the only thing that really has been his issue was that he had a neck injury over the course of the year. He only played seven games, right? 
So let me just say that I would say DK could probably go as high as, I'll even say four. I think he could easily go four to the Raiders if they really wanted to get bold. That's like, really a big jump from 20-ish into the top five. Yeah, I, I think that it, it is very possible. If Jacksonville doesn't take a quarterback, they could take him at seven. Um, I think Tampa Bay, if they don't trade out, I think they could take him at five. Uh, the Bills could easily take him at nine. I don't think he falls out of the top ten. I do not think he falls out of the top ten. And I do believe that there are going to be teams that will try to trade into the top ten specifically for him. He's so incredibly exciting, right? I mean, I look, I don't yell really anymore. Like I haven't yelled in a month because I, I don't even think you can yell. Because right now. I, I, I'm I'm so like I I don't even know what the word is. I'm just so kind of trying to get back into things. Restrain yeah, I'm very laid back. I'm trying to I'm really like restrained a little bit. It's good to be laid back. And I swear, I, I was watching the combine while it was happening, and I watched DK Metcalf run a forty, and I swear I was like, "Oh my god!" Because I mean, and you even heard it. I mean, DJ was like, "Come on!" Like, everybody is so impressed with this kid. I think he's going to be incredibly special. Um, and again, there are plenty of other questions going on, you know, with what the combine did and. You know, whose stock rose? Whose stock fell? You know, I mean, I'll tell you what. The defensive backs day really didn't prove much to me. You know, maybe a third rounder turned into a second rounder. You know, somebody like Juan Thornhill. And And then they're going to eat me. (laughs) Oh, my God! Is there somebody falling? No, it's from the movie Trolls. Oh. Uh, <laughs> the way the way you said, oh, my God, reminded me of that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, no, in in all seriousness, I, I don't know. Maybe Greedy Williams fell out of the top 10. Maybe Byron Murphy fell up into the top 15. Or, Do you want me to read? Uh, like that's, that's really what happened. I, don't, I didn't see much there. Um, tell you what. Do you want me to go through the top 10 of Daniel Jeremiah's mock draft? Yeah, go ahead. I'll go through it. Get yeah. some music here, too. But I'll go through the top ten. Okay. Number one is Kyler Murray. Yeah. It's Kyler sense. at one. Despite everything, he still has him at one. Sure. Number two is Nick Bosa to the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, if they don't trade out, I mean, I guess that's the guy to take, right? I mean. Quinn and Williams to the Jets at three. Okay. As my brother throws a, throws, a, throws his PS4. <laughs> Josh Allen to the Raiders at four. Okay. Montez Sweat to the Bucks at five. Wow. That's Has- high. Montez Sweat. Really? He says no prospect has helped himself more since the season ended than Sweat. He followed up a great senior bowl showing with a huge combine. That's what uh, Jeremiah he, he did have a great combine. I'm just really surprised to see him that far. But Has- okay. Haskins to the Giants at six. Okay. The Giants. He writes, the Giants went public with their admiration of the Chiefs handling of Mahomes who sat for a year behind Alex Smith. The Giants will do the same thing with Haskins and Eli Manning. Okay. Jawan Taylor to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, Rashawn, that, that's fair. Rashawn Gary to the Lions. Yeah. DK Metcalf at nine to the Bills. Andre Dillard, offensive tackle to Denver at 10. Wow, he's got Andre Dillard before Jonah Williams. Mm. And I'm really surprised that he's got Denver going offensive line. I I wonder why, because Denver's offensive line's pretty good. 
Garrett Bowles and Valdir, and they've got Ron Leary, and they've actually got a pretty good group over there. And I know they're losing Matt Paradis, but I, I don't know. Offensive line, I didn't really think was that big of a need, really. Mike Munchak is their new O-line coach, actually. I actually did not know that. That's actually really keep, nice. Huh? Keep going. Keep keep going through this. Here we go. Here's 11-20. to 20. Bengals, Devin White. Yeah, Noah, that's, that's the pick they got to make. Noah Font to the Packers at 12. No. Noah nope. Fant. That, I, I too don't, high? I don't know. It's not that Noah Fant's too high, because I like him a lot. It's just I don't agree with the Packers taking a tight end. Like, if you want to take one later, that's fine. The Packers never use tight ends. They never use them. You know, like, Aaron Rodgers is very wide receiver bias. He's a, he's a very wide receiver-esque quarterback who doesn't really use tight ends. The only tight end that I've ever really seen succeed in the Packer offense since Aaron Rodgers has been there has been Jermichael Finley, and that was a while ago. So, I don't know. I, the Packers going tight end, I actually think is a mistake. If they're going to go offense, go wide receiver. Yeah. But even at this point, if DK Metcalf is gone. I'm looking at DK Metcalf, too, for them, too. Why not? I and I know that I'm contradicting myself, but the more I think about it, why not go pass rusher? Because you need to do that, too. You, you could use a pass rusher. Mm. If you're losing Clay Matthews and... You know, like, you could probably address that area if you really need to as well. So, um, I don't know. I, I, I disagree with the Packers going tight end. And everybody has it. Everybody's mock draft has it. Not I, I don't, but everybody's mock draft that I've seen has the Packers taking a tight end with one of their two picks. It, it makes no sense to me. Jonah Williams to the Dolphins at 13. That'd be a nice get. Brian, That'd be a good get. Brian Burns to the Falcons. I hate this one. I yeah. No, I I'm actually like talk about the next pick. The foul. I don't. Let Brian me just touch on. The, let me just touch on the Falcons real quick. Got it. I think that their need for a pass rusher is really overblown. I don't think that they need one. I think that they need a guy in the middle. They need a guy that can line up next to Grady Jarrett that can stop the run. Like they they need to take a chance on Christian Wilkins or Dexter Lawrence or. You know, Jeffrey Simmons is going to miss most of the year, I think, but Jeffrey Simmons is another guy that can do that. Like, Vic, Be- Vic Beasley and Tack McKinley, I think, are fine pass rushers, are they not? I mean, maybe you could use depth at that spot, but not. you don't get depth with a first-round pick. A first-round pick, you try to fill a need with a pro bowler. Like, I don't know, I... And Brian Burns is a nice player, and he had a nice combine. It's just, I don't, I don't know, I don't think the Falcons did a pass rusher. I didn't like this one. Drew Locke to the Redskins. Yeah, I, look. Aside from Kyler Murray and Dwayne Haskins, I don't really love any quarterback in the in the class. Now he does note, however, if Rosen does become available, that could point them in a different direction with the pick, and of course that would put. Them well, in the he's market. got Kyler Murray going to the Cardinals, so I've, I'm assuming that Josh Rosen would then become available, and he's got Dwayne Haskins going to the Giants. Giants. So if Drew Locke and Dwayne Haskins are going to the two NFC East teams that have been rumored to get Josh Rosen the most where is Josh Rosen going to go Miami like I I, I don't know <laughs> so I don't Drew Locke had a really nice combine I'll tell you that because one thing that Drew Locke proved to everybody is that he's got a flat out super cannon this kid can toss it but 
again, I just, I don't love him. I just, I really don't love him. He reminds me a lot of, like, he's got a lot of, like, Ryan Tannehill in him with a stronger arm. Like, you know, like, that's that's what he is. I, I don't know. I, I don't love him. I, I, I really just think that if, if you're going to draft Daniel Jones or Drew Locke, you really have to put him behind a nice seasoned veteran and try to groom him up that way. You can't, you know, plug and play. I, I really don't think that that's the case. Garrett Bradbury to the Panthers at 16. Uh, I don't hate it. I mean, they're losing Khalil. So I and Garrett Bradbury, he's another guy that had a great combine. So. I don't hate it. They need to address offensive line, so that's yeah, that's a good move. I agree. This one I like a lot because it teams him up with his team. It brings him back to his teammate, his quarterback, Marquise Brown to the to the to the Browns that at seventeen. Could, that could be dangerous. Baker that and c- Brown again. That could be dangerous. Yeah, I, that that's a good one. Devin Bush to Minnesota at eighteen. Ew, I'm sorry. Look, I understand that they might lose Anthony Barr, which is incredible. The, the amount of great defensive players that are out there in free agency this year. Anthony Barr, Mosley. I mean, dang, there's some, there's some. There's guys a out lot there. of good, a, a lot of good players out Zee there. Zeke there's some solid. Especially Justin Houston might be available. Woo-hoo-hoo. I'm sorry, Minnesota. I don't care what you do. You need to address your offensive line in the first round this year. You have to, regardless of what happens. I don't care if you have to trade up. Go get an offensive lineman. Do not live with Kirk Cousins being dead and Dalvin Cook not being able to find any space. Devin Bush is a nice player, but offensive line, offensive line, offensive line. Christian Wilkins to the Titans at 19. I Okay. I mean, they could probably use another interior defensive lineman next to Jarrell Casey, but... This one's a good one. Uh, wide, okay. wide receiver, tight end. Th- that's really where they got to go. Right? They need they need to give Mariota weapons. This is a good one and a steal. Grady okay. Williams to Pittsburgh at twenty. Yeah, that's that's a nice one. That's a nice one. Another steal. Ed Oliver to the Seahawks at twenty one. Yeah, wow. I t- I forgot about Ed Oliver. Um, how does how does he fall to twenty one? He writes, "It's tough to identify the right landing spot for Oliver, but the Seahawks have had a front row seat to see how an undersized pass rusher can take over a game when they've lined up against Aaron Donald twice a year. Oliver would be a nice player to pair with defensive tackle Jaron Reed. It would be really nice. How about? I mean, what if? That's the thing is Ed Oliver would be perfect for Atlanta. I mean, could you? Ed Oliver is." I mean, the kid looks like Aaron Donald. I mean, that kid's really, really good. He does. So is Quentin Williams. Like, he reminds me a lot of Aaron Donald, too. Quentin Williams is like that, too. It's just, I don't know. I, I, I like it. I mean, if Ed Oliver's there for Seattle, they probably got to take him. But, you know, I, I'm i really surprised that he's fallen this far. Paris Campbell to the Ravens at 22. That's a fly. That's a fly. Paris Campbell had a great combine. I mean, this kid's fast. I think he ran a 4-3-1. Like, this kid is lightning. Um, And they do need receivers. This is a flyer. This is the first time I've ever heard Paris Campbell going in the first round. Ravens taking a flyer wide receiver. Where have I heard that before? Hmm. Mr. Perriman. 23, TJ Hawkinson, tight end to the Texans. It's a great pick. I don't think Hawkinson falls. I actually, I've toyed around with, with mock drafts in the past couple of days. You want to know where I think TJ Hawkinson goes, honestly? Where? Denver. 
the more I hear about it, and, and you know this, you don't, you know that I don't think that they really need a tight end. I've heard, can... I've heard more and more and more that John Elway and the Denver Broncos, they're looking for that future tight end, and they really like T.J. Hawkinson. If Flacco loves tight ends, he does. So he, that, he loves them. That could be, that could be something. That could be something. Cody Ford to the Raiders at twenty-four guard. No. Well, you no. want them to you want them to go no, all in on defense. No, no, no. Well, even regardless on whether they go all in on defense or they spend a pick on offense, the one thing that they don't need is offensive line. Caliccio Samelli, Colton Miller, Rodney Hudson. I agree. Gabe Jackson, Donald Penn. Like you don't need guys like that. I mean, come on. I don't think you need a guard. Your offensive line's the strength of your team. You got to address other areas. That's a bad pick. And Cody Ford's a nice player, but a bad pick. I might be biased because I watched a lot of him, and I really like this kid. And I really, I would really not mind if the Ravens took him at twenty-two. He has the Eagles at twenty-five. Josh Jacobs. I like this kid. I, I, I like him a lot. I'm, I, I may like be biased because I watched a lot of Alabama, but I like Josh Jacobs a lot. I like him too, but I don't know. There's some. I, Something about him that just doesn't scream first-round pick to me. I just, I don't know. I, the Eagles do need a running back because they don't have any money to bring back a free agent like Jay Ajayi. I don't think they can afford Le'Veon Bell. So They're interested, apparently. I, I know, but they're going to have to move a lot of contracts around. Plus, they ju- they just signed Brandon Graham to an extension, so there goes... And they're going to have to pay Carson goes, soon. Yeah, right. So, I don't know. It, I guess it's just I, I, don't, I don't love him as a first-rounder. Nikhil Harry, wide receiver to the Colts at 26. Yeah, I like that. That's good. Byron Murphy to the Raiders, 27. Yeah, that's a good pick. They could they could use they could use a nice corner like Byron Murphy. Nasir Adderley to the Chargers. God, they they're gonna grab a couple of safeties. I perfect, I mean he writes perfect comment to Derwin James. Yeah. I mean, it would be a really nice combo. I don't know. Right tackle and defensive tackle for me. That that that's what they need. Right tackle, defensive tackle. Taylor Rapp, safety to the Chiefs. Uh, yeah. Okay. Pair him with Eric Berry. I, I don't hate that. They need secondary, so yeah, I, I'll I'll buy that. Eric McCoy to the Packers at thirty. That's a reach. I, I like they need offensive line, and I, I don't hate that pick. And he's the only guy. This this is the only time I've ever seen it where he's got the Packers going. Um, going offense with both first-round picks. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Eric McCoy, I think, is a bit of a reach. To wrap it up, Jonathan Abram to the Rams and Cleland Farrell to the Patriots. God, he's really got Cleland Farrell go to the Patriots? Who? Jonathan Abram to the Rams. Rams. I don't think they need safety, right? I mean... Joiner's uh, a free agent. If they, Yeah, I guess if they lose Joiner... Maybe. And they just cut Mark Barron. I know he's a linebacker, but they just cut him. Yeah. I mean, I guess they could do that. I don't... Cleveland Farrell. I mean, the Patriots need pass rush, absolutely, so it's a great pick. But I I always say Cleveland Farrell is a top 10 guy. Like, <laughs> Cleveland Farrell is really good. All right, he didn't have a great combine, I don't think, but I, I, I don't think he's going to fall that far. Uh, that's interesting. All right. All right. Uh, let's... We'll go to the top of the hour. Top of hour number two. Um, you know, I want to get in on this whole 
LeBron Lakers thing that seems to be going around. Um, you know, I'll tell you why it is. I'll tell you why it isn't necessarily LeBron's fault that the Lakers are failing right now. That's next. Hour number two of the Haystack, only here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Worldwide Sports Radio presents the, 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 the Haystack Show with Mike Guido. And it is so good to have you here on the Haystack of the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, WorldWideSportsRadio.com, Facebook Live, Twitter, Periscope, Spotify. We're everywhere. You're in the right place. Number to call, 631-676-2968. That is 631-676-2968. Call us up. Join the conversation. You know exactly where you are. Don't pretend like you don't. I'm Mike Guido. He's my producer, Evan Mazza. Hello. Um, and who are we? We're just a couple of classmates from the Connecticut School of Broadcasting that are crazy reun- reunited. That's really all it is, Reun- right? Crazy about sports. Reunited. Didn't we? Didn't we start out trying to do Guido and Mazza for a while? <laughs> we oh, we God, did that for a little while. Guido and Maz or something. Well, like we that? had our, sure. our our good our our Guido and Maz. Our buddy at what the, heck, at what the heck was it? Our buddy at at CSB. Uh, you obviously remember. You remember Tyreek Barton. Yeah. Oh, right? I miss Tyreek. And I we had Tyreke. we had G Maz and Reek. <laughs> That's right. You remember that? That's right. <laughs> that was such a bad name. It wasn't even <laughs> funny. But oh G-Maz my goodness and gracious, it was so bad. <laughs> but I hope he's doing well. I haven't I haven't talked to him in a while. Me too. Um. Really nice guy though. Cool, really nice chill guy. guy. Like yeah, one of the really... coolest dudes ever. Yeah, one no, of the coolest, really... most chill guys I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, hour number two again. Good to have you in here on a Wednesday. Uh, plenty to cover again. Look, um, we started off talking a lot of NFL draft. Right, we went through DJ's um, uh, the, his latest mock after the uh, after the combine. There are a lot of things that I don't like. About, I like DJ. I like Daniel Jeremiah a lot. Um, I just I disagree on a lot of those picks. Um, you know, maybe I'll make another one soon. Um, you know, post like, combine. Post combine. I'll, I'll maybe I'll make another one soon. Because um, I I love it. Like I said, I, draft season is the best. Uh, we still got Nab the stat coming a little bit later. That's like I don't know. What do you think? I don't know what what game do I like to play the most. Like, is it Nab the stat? Is it buy or sell? Is it um, probably buy or sell? We should probably do buy or sell for NFL free agents. I was thinking about that. We probably should. We probably should. I, I got to figure out when though. I don't know if today's a good day to do it, but I don't know. Maybe uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll, we'll 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 yeah. Race we'll, is about to start next week. You got players probably getting cut or traded or whatever. You know, NFL yeah. NFL buy or sell would be real. Would be I think a lot of fun. No. If you want to play, but we haven't played Nap the Stat in a while. We have to play no. Nap the Stat because, and quite, quite frankly, I need, to, I need to, I need to, I need to tighten up your mind a bit. You know, I, refresh your memory. 
I did one last year on home stretch before the draft, and I did a couple. I did a couple before the draft started. Um, and I, I plan on doing it again for home stretch as well, but I partially want um, I partially want to do it here. I partially want to do one here, and that's a live mock draft. I'm down. Where all of us, you know what I'm talking about, right? Where all of us sit around at this table. Where yeah. we'll get a bunch of guys in here, right? So it'll be me, you. We'll get a couple of a uh, couple other guys in here. Tyler, Renee, yeah, well, whoever, Fulbright, whoever we can get, re- you know, regardless. Errol, and uh, we will just spend the we'll spend the entire show just drafting. We'll all we'll all, we'll be assigned teams, right? And we will draft as those teams. Well, ESPN, I think ESPN does it where they have like all their SB Nation, they have all their ESPN NFL Nation writers who cover each team, and they yeah. go up to the podium. They say, "Yeah, yeah the they, Jets pick this guy." They're, they do this. that. They do that. NFL Network does one also with, where where DJ's in it and Maurice Jones Drew is yes. in it. Yeah, uh, I I think uh, who else is there? Um, I Louis think McGinnis. I. Bucky Brooks. I don't. Bucky. Charles, Charles I think, Davis. I think no. I don't think Charles Davis. I think Bucky Brooks is in it. Peter Schrager. Schrager. I do not think mm-hmm. is in there. Uh, I think Nate Burleson is in there. Oh, he's everywhere. Um, but it, those are they're fun. I absolutely love them. Um, so we'll get like four guys in here. We'll we'll each have like eight picks each. Mm-hmm. For and a it'll team. just be yeah. I don't know. I I think it'll be a ton, a ton, a ton of fun. It's good. Um, idea. But I'm down. That is for um, a different day. Maybe we'll try to do one. Maybe next week. Do maybe next do. week. Maybe next week. I'll Good try idea. to get. I'll Good try idea. to get one in there. Because um, those are those are my favorite shows. And to be honest with you, a guy that I know at this network that loves doing them more than anything is Speedy Petey. Speedy Petey loves live mocks. Loves them. So I probably ha- I I probably have to invite Speedy Petey when we do this, but um, I don't know. We'll see. But can't have a mock draft. That's we got we got to do it on home stretch too, though. So I don't want to I don't want to steal the same gang of people. So maybe I'll just keep Speedy on on home stretch, and I'll try to get a bunch of I'll get some different guys in here. Um, but all right, you know what, Evan? If yep. I'm here tomorrow, maybe don't we'll say do if, it. Say when you're here tomorrow. Be confident. When. <laughs> When I'm here tomorrow, is there you go. Maybe, maybe we'll do it then because Karen's going to be here, and th- maybe, why not? You know, you want to do it tomorrow? Maybe, maybe. Uh, look, we'll see how we feel. We'll see how we feel. You know, maybe we'll spend the first hour, you know, just on normal, you know, like having it as a normal show, and then the final two hours be a live mock with you, me, and Kieran, and we'll just go from there. Sure. So I'm down. Study up on your college football prospects. How about that? I will do that. Okay. And I will Sounds have. Good. I will have. But I need a team. Like I need to. I need to. You need to give me like a team, though. Are we just gonna I'll, go around? I'll assign, go around say, I'll assign teams tonight. So we'll just go one, two, three. I'll one, assign. Two, three. I'll assign teams tonight. You'll obvious. You'll have the Ravens because they're your favorite team. Thank you. Thank you. So you will have the Ravens. Sure, Kieran's, just, Kieran's me, a Jets fan, so he'll get the me, Jets. Let me just let me just get myself my Ravens thing ready. But like, for. here's the thing: if you're the Raiders, right? If if somebody gets assigned to the Raiders, 
you get all three Raiders Raider picks. picks. You get all three Raiders picks. Ooh. Um, and like I'm that. still. I think that I'm going to do this no trades. I think. Ah. Gonna, I you know because when you do trades, it gets really hard to follow, especially for radio. That's why I was surprised you did no trades the last time. Especially I mean, you did for radio, the there's time. no visual. I mean, and we do have this. You know what I mean? We do have the the new system where it lets us put pictures up and everything like that. It's just. I, I don't know. I, I, I'd rather do it with no trade so it's easier to follow. I was surprised you did trades um, the last time, a couple weeks ago. Uh, yeah. Well, because I was doing it kind of myself. You know what I mean? And it was just like, okay, well, I trade this and this and this. When you're trying to, like, negotiate trades between people, you know what I mean? Because obviously you can't trade with yourself. You know what I mean? So, I, I don't know. I, I think it's I, – I, I'm excited. All right. So, let's let's get into this LeBron thing finally. Um, this so, I saw this – I, uh, full disclosure, I didn't research the number myself. I saw it somewhere. And it said that the Lakers have a 90% chance to miss the playoffs at this point in the year. 90% to miss the playoffs. They also have a better odds of landing Zion Williamson than getting than getting the number one, than uh, making the playoffs. I know. How crazy is that? How crazy is that? So let's think about this, okay? I hear all the time now that LeBron James is kind of the problem, right? Even Colin Cowherd on his show yesterday came up with a whole pie chart, right? I, I heard about this I whole big pie chart on on. Um, I didn't see it. I know we teased it. Yeah. It, you know, and, and I don't have a problem with it. It's just, I think he's off base a little bit, let right? Me, let me get it for you. Uh, I think he said it was 20% LeBron's injury. It was 30% Magic and Palenka. It was, I, I forget exactly what it was. Do you have a picture of it or something like that? Because I, I don't want to I don't want to listen to his segment. I just want to. Yeah, yeah. Let me just, let me see if I can find a picture of it. See if I can find um, an image of it. But anyway. I'll tell you what I think. I think that when you talk about who's at fault here. On the court, it certainly ain't LeBron. certainly isn't. You're not going to tell me that a guy who's averaging 27 points a game with nine rebounds and eight assists is the reason that you're losing. He's shooting 51% from the field, th- shooting 35% from three. Like, it's just not going to, you're not going to tell me that. I'm not going to buy it. And Brandon Ingram's playing good basketball, and Kyle Kuzma has been streaky, but he's played good basketball. Here, I'll, I'll, t- I'll give you what I think would be the appropriate pie chart for blaming what is going on with the LA Lakers. I would say. 50, actually, yeah, I'll I'll keep it there. 50% of the blame goes to LeBron's injury. If if LeBron does not get hurt for those whatever 16 games that he missed, I think that they're in a different position. And I think the other half is a mixture of Magic and Palenka not... Putting the pieces together. 
And I'll even say this. But that was... I'll even say this. Okay, but to defend Palenka and Magic and not putting the pieces around him, those were LeBron's guys. JaVale McGee, Rondo. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're right. So, here's the other part of that. The other part is, and this is the part I agree with, and I defend LeBron more than almost anybody. LeBron has had a very bad year when it comes to building team chemistry. A very bad year. Very bad. His teammates are disconnected. He can't buy into Luke Walton. He's just not putting together a good show right now. The Anthony Davis thing really, really messed with everybody's heads, whether it should have or not. And I do believe this. If you want to say, and this is why I don't necessarily think that this is quote-unquote LeBron's fault. Because trades happen in the NBA, and I understand from a player perspective, it is not just like, oh, you got to be okay with getting traded because it's part of the business. I'm not one of those guys that's naive enough to think that, oh, it's what you signed up for. Because it is tough, okay? You got a family, and you got to move your kids to a different school. And but I don't, like, think, I don't, like, think, I don't think these young guys signed up to be tra- signed up to say, well, you're just LeBron's, you know, boys. You're going to be traded. I don't. Your trade date. I don't, I don't think that's the problem, though, is I don't think that that's the case. I don't think that everybody was informed, like, hey, you are tradable because LeBron's here. Like, nobody... I don't think LeBron went in there saying, you know what, these are just some pieces that I can trade later. But they're asked about it every day. Right. That, though, I don't think is LeBron's fault. I think it is, you could say it's LeBron's fault because that's the kind of aura that he's established for himself throughout his career. But I do not think that it is LeBron's fault when it comes to his teammates being asked questions about being traded, right? LeBron James, I, I, I will blame him for this. He is not led in the right way. I don't think that he has done a good job being a leader. I agree with that. This is the only year that I can say that he has not been able to be who he wants to be. Kobe, uh, there were Laker fans the other day or yesterday who said um... – who are chanting, we want Kobe. Yeah, look, let's not get carried away. But I'll, let me just say this, too. I think in every stretch of the imagination, what you're starting to see now, and, and this is mostly what I think this is, okay? This is mostly what I think this is. And nobody really is touching on it. I think that LeBron is regretting going to the Lakers. I 100% agree. And honestly, I never thought I never thought he should have gone to L.A. in the first place. I, I agree. I don't think he ever should have gone to L.A. In, a, in the first place either. I And to be honest with you, if you really just look at his, the way that he's playing the game, he has given up on the season. You, does, do you think so? Looks yes. like he's quit. Yeah, I, he's got great numbers. The Lakers are lousy defensively. He's part of that. It, it is, and look, I, I'm trying to take 
my necessary jabs at LeBron now, right? LeBron is part of the reason from a partially non-basketball standpoint of where, why they are where they are right now. Mostly because he got hurt. They played poorly when he got hurt. They lost the teams they should have beat, right? What did they go, 6-10 and 10 or something like that while he was injured? And to be honest with you, I just, I think that when LeBron came here, he was expecting something different. I don't think that he was expecting to trade Ingram or Kuzma. I think he was expecting to bring guys in. I think he was expecting for the Lakers to re-icon themselves. And I just don't think that it happened. I think that the stage that we are seeing right now in LeBron James's career is he is regretting going to the Lakers. And it is it is affecting how much effort he shows and how much he connects with his teammates. LeBron, for the majority of his career, has been a very good leader. Very good, right? He's put the right pieces together. He's won titles. Okay, nobody complains about him as a teammate. He's been a good leader. You know, coming back three, you know, down 3-1 is... Partially the only answer you need. With that band of boys in Cleveland. But this this, this this is a this is a different animal. Where and even me, who I can I can say that I defend LeBron more than anybody. This year just is different. Go ahead, Dev. No, I think I think those guys in LA were miles. I mean, Cleveland were miles better than they are now here. I mean, Kevin Love is, when he's healthy, is a fine player. Kyrie is, when he's on, I know he's got his issues going on too. Yeah. Is one, is one of the finer point guards of the game. He's, uh, Kyrie Irving is, uh, Kyrie Irving, I think, is the best player that he's played with. I think he's better than D. Wade was at that point of his career. Uh, better than Chris Bosh, Kevin, better than Kevin Love, better than whoever else he, uh, he's played with, better than Kuzma or, or Ingram or Lonzo or any of those guys. Um, and that's the thing, though, is when Kyrie left, it was kind of like, and a lot of people in the NBA were kind of viewing this this way, and I didn't really believe it. It was kind of the beginning of the end because LeBron was just like, okay, uh, Kyrie was the homegrown guy here. I, I, how am I, how am I going to be able to make this work? You know what I mean? So. I think he went to L.A. because it's attractive. He wanted to venture into other avenues and everything like that. I mean, he's got a million different shows now, right? The, the shop. The shop, more than an athlete. Uh, he's got... Shut up and dribble? Yeah, he's got all I of think that. That, 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 one's, that one's a thing, too, shut up Yeah, and he's got a million different shows now, so he's definitely reaching mogul stage, I'll tell you that much. Basketball has become a bit of a distance away now, and I think he's regretting that. Um, but how different? Look at how people are treating him now. It just doesn't look good. How different are things right now for the Lakers if the Pelicans just said yes to that trade that they offered for Anthony Davis? Are things different or are things still the same? Because that's a lot of the yeah, depth of the team gone. Uh, things are a little different, but I don't think by much. I, even like, with Anthony Davis there. Even with Anthony Davis there, I think they're probably they're probably a playoff team. 
but they're probably an eight seed. Maybe they're lucky if they get to a seven. I just uh, – they're, they're done. They're done. You know what I mean? Which is why tomorrow, Laker buy-in meter. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. I bet you're going to be excited about Ooh. that, right? <laughs> oh, All right. boy. I'm going to eat lunch. Uh, coming up next, <laughs> I want to play Nab the Stat with my good friend Evan Mazza. Um, and everybody knows what that game is, right? Nab the Stat when Evan throws me at a stat or – or a question of some sort, and I have to pick a player or what I, I, I basically, what do I got to do? Pick the player or the I, team I, that I, leads that category or something much, like that? Pretty much. I give you a stat for any sport, I guess, except hockey because you don't really watch hockey. I don't darn, darn you. I don't watch hockey. Darn you. Forget hockey. Uh, forget. Neither does anybody. Nobody watches hockey. Well, don't ask the don't, don't, don't tell that to the chalk talk guys. All yeah. of them, all of them watch hockey. All the big hockey fans: Renee, Ranger fan; Bacioni, Ranger fan; Fogarty, Ranger fan; Rifkin, Ranger fan. Yeah, I'd all rather watch fans. the Warriors every day. Fogarty, Fogarty always tells a story that if it wasn't for the Rangers' 1994 Stanley Cup championship, he wouldn't be here right now. Really? He always tells a story that his he always tells a story that his dad told him that after the Lakers, after the after the Rangers won the Stanley Cup championship, that Bi- was the reason he was born. Business went down. Nice. I don't want to be that graphic, but that that's what Fogarty, Fogarty's told the story many times on Chalk Talk. They got down with their bad sounds. <laughs> Fogarty's parents. Gosh. All right. Haystack, we'll be back. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're, you're listening to the Haystack Show on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. And top of the morning to you. This is the Haystack and the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, welcome back in. I'm Mike Guido. He's Evan Mazza, my producer. Time to play. Nab the stat. What's up with that? What's up with that? <laughs> What's up with that? All right, so nab the stat. So just to preface it, and I do this every time we play this. Um, here's the computer that I use for research. It's going over here closed here's my phone that is also going over here i have nothing in front of me i can't cheat nothing let's do it here we go all right here we go this new york mets baseball player you're gonna hate me for this this new york mets baseball player right now in spring training in eight games and 20 at bats has 10 hits one double one home run, six RBIs, and is batting 500. Who is this New York Mets player? Dominic Smith. Oh! I did not think you would get that. I did not think you would get He's that. He's having a great spring. Very nice spring. He's having a great spring, which is a good sign for the Mets. Mm-hmm. Very the Mets nice. need him to be good. If anything, you can trade him for something good if you, yeah. don't, if you don't need him. But Dominic Smith, the way he's playing right now, could end up being your opening day first baseman. I, I, if they want to keep Alonzo down to get the extra service time, don't be surprised if Dominic Smith earns himself the job. I hear you. Don't be surprised. He's he's having a really, really nice start to spring training. And it's great for him because he's taken a lot of flack uh, these last two, two, a year and a half, two years. All right. On to the NBA. James Harden's streak was snapped at how many games? Uh, oh, wait. 31. 
31 games. No. It wasn't 31? Not wow. 31. It was in the 30s, I think. 36. Thirty-four. What is it? Thirty-two. Damn it! You were you were so you were like thirty-one, thirty-three. I was like, come I on! I could have sworn. Come on! I could have sworn that it was thirty-one. But okay. All right. But I'll give you another one about James Harden. He does have another streak going. What is it? He has another streak going. I, 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 I'm not going to get this. Um, he has scored... Okay, I'll give, you, I'll give you what the streak is. Well, I won't give you the games. He has scored 28 or more points in... 28 or more in how many straight games? 60. I don't know. James Harden always scores over 28 points. I don't know. What is it? Just tell me. Really? Yeah. You're not gonna... Come on, come on. You can't. All right, fine. Come on, you got you got two more guesses. Forty-two. You're close. Forty-four. Ah, I was hoping you go down. What is it? Thirty-nine. Right. He has twenty-eight or more points in thirty-nine straight games. It is the here we go. It is the second longest streak in NBA history. Who holds the record? I won't. T he has 70, 71 games in a row. The most, the record for more games with twenty or more points. Who is it? Twenty, twenty or more, or twenty-eight or more. Oops, sorry, sorry, sorry. This thing went off. You'd be nice. He had this player has it's the most. It's twenty or more, twenty-eight or twenty-eight more. or more points. Twenty-eight or more points in, in this many straight games. Is it Michael? He did it in seventy-one straight games. No, it is not Michael. Kobe. The, he, the, he, this player just had an anniversary, a 57-year anniversary of something he did. An amazing accomplishment. This player, this player just. Oh, had, is I it just, is it Wilt Chamberlain? I gave it away. It's Wilt. Yeah. Just had obviously the 57 year anniversary of his 100 point game. He Will Chamberlain had 71 games in a row of 28 or more points. 71. If you just like 71. If you look at the numbers that Will Chamberlain used to put up. I mean the guy <laughs> would the guy would average like 45 and 25 with like, no three point line. Like my god. It's just so much bigger and stronger than everybody else. With no three-point line, which Nuts. is unbelievable. And then, honestly, Bill Russell, Wilt Chamberlain was a really great matchup to watch back in the day. Um, Wilt Chamberlain dominated the league for most of the time he played. Later in his career, when Kareem came along, that's when it got tough for him. That's when it got tough for him when Kareem came along. So, all right, go ahead. Go back to spring training statistics. I know you love it. How many home runs? We're going to go Aaron Judge. How many home runs does Aaron Judge have so far this spring? Tres. How many? Three. Correct. 
hit one yesterday, and then he hit, I think, two in the uh, two in the first game that he played. Yeah. What's his batting average so far this spring? I believe he is. Uh, I think he's six for thirteen. I, 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 I'm gonna guess it's like four, four twenty-nine or something like that. No. You're there. It's in the four hundreds. Four ten. Gotta go higher. Way higher. Way higher. Way higher. Gotta go a little, little way higher than that. Four sixty. Oh, you were so close. Four fifty-nine. Four sixty-two. Ah. Oh, you were so close. It's 462. All right. We're going to go to the NFL for a second. Okay. I'm trying to think. This wide receiver had 104 catches for 1,297 yards last year. Name him. Wait, say that again? It was this how many wide, catches? This wide receiver this past season had 104 catches for 1,297 yards. Name him. Antonio Brown. Hey! That was too easy. I wanted to give you that. I want to see if... I want to give you, see yeah. if we get, you, get you on that one. Judging by how much we talk about Antonio Brown, I probably should have gotten that one. Looking by, judging by how many times I look at his numbers. We still need to talk about him today because of Adam Schefter's report that came out that came out today. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that was... That'll come up next hour, oh, yeah. Oh, boy. I cannot wait to get into that. All right. I'm going to go back to MLB. So I'm going to go back to the NBA for a second. Let's see. We're going to try to see if we can update you on some NBA stuff. Okay. If I can pop this up. Here we go. God, the NBA. Uh, and you know how I feel about the NBA this year. And I, I'll be honest with you. It has been every bit of what I thought it would be. Boring, uneventful. <laughs> the uh, Such a boring, uneventful NBA. And now, honestly, get this. I, I now have to watch an NBA playoffs that won't feature LeBron James. <laughs> How boring is this year? Listen, the ratings, I think the ratings will be interesting to watch. I, mentioned the this ratings, on Talk Talk I think yesterday. the ratings this year in the NBA are awful. I, I think I, I saw that somewhere. The ratings in the NBA are putrid. They're terrible. All right, go ahead. All Sorry. Right. We're going to the NBA. As of today, on March 6th, who leads the NBA in rebounds per game? Uh, Andre Drummond. Oh, damn you. You got it. He's averaging like 15 and a half rebounds or something like that. It's Fif- something nuts. 15.1, which is crazy. Yeah, he's in, yeah. going to stay in the NBA. Okay. <laughs> I'm game. <laughs> Who is the NBA three points made and how many? How, I have to guess how many? Yes, because this one's obvious. Who leads the NBA three points made? Steph Curry? No. Oh, come on, no. No, it's James Harden. James Harden. All right, on, so Steph, on Steph Curry and... Ding, ding, on ding. James on, Harden. on James Harden. How many? Steph Curry is two, by the way. And Steph Curry was out for, like, a couple of weeks. He's two. Get that. Like, <laughs> He's two, Steph Curry. That's how good Steph Curry is. He's um, two by a wide margin, actually. James has hit... Oh God, I'm not even going to get close on this one. All right, do you want me to give you Steph's just to give you maybe a range of yeah, Harden? Yeah, go ahead. 273 for Steph Curry. James has hit 315. Oh, two. No. 
Close. What was your number? 300 something? 315 was my guess. Gotta go a little down. A little down. 303. Down. More down. Thank you. More down. More down. 289. Ah, you were close. 292. All right. That's tough. It's tough. I know. What are you trying to get me, get me to because get I knew exact it was numbers? I knew it was obvious. 294, James Harden has. Did you say 294? No, you didn't. No, I said 289. Two, yeah, 294 he has. Steph Curry is 273. You ready for you ready for the third guy who has the most three-pointers made? Paul George with 232. The margin of Steph Curry to Paul George and even James Harden is incredible. Why did I think that Joe Harris was up there on that list? Uh, Wasn't well, isn't Joe, Joe Harris. Or is Joe Harris leading in? Joe Harris, I think, is leading in three uh, he's leading in some category i forget what though mm, i don't joe harris is leading in three point percentage 47.2 oh he is leading in three point percentage yes this this was three why did i made. think it was buddy he i thought buddy healed was in the 50s he's four buddy Heald is four 44.2 wow he's actually gone down quite a bit mm. i mean 44.2 still awesome but yeah. all right okay stay in the association who has the most who is averaging the most steals per game that is... As of March 6th. Ooh. I think I know this. I think it's... I have him in my head. Is it... It's not Paul George, right? That'll be my first guess. Paul George. Is it? Yep. Really? Paul George is... Uh... Steals per game, 2.3 steals per game. He is one. The last time I checked, because I thought him and Russell Westbrook were tied for like third. Well, it's close. It's George at 2.3, followed by James Harden at 2.2, followed by Russell Westbrook at 2.1. All right. It's close. Who's fourth? At 2.0. De'Aaron Fox. Ooh. Kawhi. I'm going to take a flyer guess. A flyer guess. Fly. Steph Curry. Who is it? Jimmy Butler. Uh, okay. He's fourth yeah. at 2.0. Kawhi is fifth at 1.9. All right. All right, we're going to go back to Banjo Lake Baseball Spring Training. Here we go. Get to 2019 for a second. Oh, no, nope, that's the wrong one. What number does Bryce Harper wear now? <laughs> Three. What, what number does he wear? Three. Will Bryce, will Bryce Harper win a championship in D.C.? No. Oh, no. All right, here we go. I'm gonna go to the Yankees for a second. Since the Yankees, actually, the Yankees are playing right now. I'll put them on as soon as I'm. As soon as I give you this question, if you get this question right, if you get this Yankee question right, I will put on the Yankee game for you. Okay. This Yankee batter, in 13 at bats, this Yankee hitter in 13 at bats so far this spring in six games, has one run, one run scored, six hits, two doubles, and one home run with three RBIs with a 4.62 batting average. Name them. Oh. 
You know who I want to say? Troy Tulowitzki. It's not too low. He does have a home run, though. This player does have... Tulowitzki does have a home run. But this player does have a home run. Glaber Torres. I will put on... You gotta get this right or I'll not put on the Yankee game. No, but he's got one run scored. So, okay, hang on. That one run came on the home run he hit. One run scored, six hits, three doubles, one home run, three RBIs, with a 462 batting average. Anduhar? Who is it? No, wait. Is it? No, it, no, it's not. It's definitely not him. Do you Never want me to tell you? Yeah, God. The bird is the word. <gasps> it is Greg, Greg Bird. bird. I'll put on the Yankee for you game for you regardless, but I'm very disappointed in you. Very disappointed in you right now. Very disappointed. All right, give me one more, and then we'll go to break. All right, I'll give you another Yankee player. Here we go. Actually, you know what? I'm going to go to your favorite team, the Boston Red Sox. Oh, Lord. This Boston Red Sox player, so far in spring, spring training, has 14 at-bats, played in five games, 14 at-bats, four runs scored, eight hits, one double, one home run, three RBIs, and one strikeout. He has a 571 batting average for the Boston Red Sox this spring. Who is it? J.D. Martinez. Two! 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 Um, is it... Paul Goldschmidt's in the lineup for the Cardinals. Raphael Devers. Yes! Bingo. All right. That was... Never stand. Who's pitching for the Yankees tonight? Who, oh, Jonathan John- Loisaga. Mm. Interesting. I can't wait to watch this kid pitch. Yeah, I actually, when we get back from break, I want to get you uh, Brian Cashman's uh, comments he made today after the Luis Severino news. Sure thing. So, top of hour number three coming up on the Haystack. Don't go anywhere. Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're, you're listening to the Haystack Show on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Good to have you in hour number three here in the Haystack and the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. I'm Mike Guido. He's Evan Mazza, my producer. Hour number three. We've had a good first two hours. Um, just played Nab the Step. We got the Yankee game on in here. Man, life is good. Luis, Luis uh, uh, he had... <clears throat> excuse me, I can't pronounce his name. Jonathan, Jonathan Loisica. Excuse me. Jonathan Loisica pitched the first inning. He struck out Colton Wong, struck out Jose Martinez, and got Paul Goldschmidt to fly out. Bottom of the first. Gardner, Joe Stanton, Greg Bird, Torres, LeMahieu, Frazier, Austin Romine, and Tyler Wade is the lineup for the New York Bankies. The Bankies? The Bankies. I, I mean, it's from Failure. You ever seen Failure Out Parents? I have. Oh, that was oh, this yeah. one episode where they were, they were saying, oh, yeah. The and New the Cardinals York- want to get something good out of John Gant. They really do. They, they want this kid to be good. They real. I think he's going to get a rotation spot, isn't he? He might. He might. John Gant. He might. He might get one. There's, um, my, there's, there's Miles. There's Michaelis Martinez. Michaelis Martinez. Flaherty. I don't like Carlos Martinez. Um, he's too wild. They're going to get. They they're going to give a spot to Jack Flaherty. They're going to give a spot to. Um, uh oh my god! <sighs> Didn't they have another guy? They traded Luke Weaver. I know that, they but. Did. God, who's the other guy that they're gonna that they have? 
Who's their other rotation piece? Uh, Adam Wainwright's probably going to get a spot. Wainwright, yes, is probably going to get a spot. Let me look up the Cardinals. Cardinals depth chart. Yeah, Wainwright probably is getting a spot too. I mean, he's Wainwright. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're going to use. Go. They're going to use Adam Wainwright. Carlos Martinez, Nicholas Flaherty. Oh, Michael Walker. Walker. That's right. Re- Reyes, Gant, Wainwright. Reyes, Reyes, Alex Reyes might end up in the bullpen. He's sick. And I, I love Alex Reyes. I think that kid's going to be a stud as currently, if he stays healthy. Currently right now, it's Wainwright at five as Gardner hit it out. It's a foul. Foul. Got, uh, had the distance. It had the distance, Susan. It's back at the truck at the wall. Right. It is foul. Uh, right now, the Cardinals pitching rotation is Nicholas, Martinez, Flaherty, Waka, Wainwright, one through five, six, seven, Reyes, and John Gant pitching right now. All right. Um, let's get to Brian Cashman because I'm sure you want to. Pray. He has some uh, Brian Cashman a lot to say. Obviously, Luis Severino. Now we'll get to Sevi. Severino, of course, has the uh, shoulder inflammation shut down for two weeks. That's huge. Um, yeah. Now the Yankees have a big question mark. I want to get. I actually want to get your opinion on that first about Luis Severino and his injury. I want to get what you what your thoughts about that. Um, I think that Yankee fans should feel a little lucky. Um, including myself, because it isn't anything serious. Um, it is just some inflammation. I think he's just gonna he's gonna be out for two weeks. Then he's gonna begin throwing. Uh, he probably won't be ready by opening day, but he should be ready shortly after that. Um, so I, I think it's just it's it is a good sign in the immediate. So I don't think people should be freaking out. And and it, again, like I said over the break. If the Yankees are smart, they give Jonathan Loisaga his spot to fill in. They really, I to be honest with you, he's pitched great so far in the spring, and he's probably the best young pitcher you have. So I would throw him in there and see what you have in him, and maybe you can have him there permanently. Maybe you can have him as that young guy. Maybe he could be your Walker Bueller this year. So that's what I would do. Here's but. Brian Cashman. Uh, I'll read you Brian Cashman's comments today about Seve. And he pretty much, I think he pretty much echoes what you just said. Hopefully it's as short as necessary, but we need to make sure we give it the time also that's necessary. He's an important piece, and we're not going to have him for a period uh, for a period of time. We'll adjust. That's what everybody has to do, but it's obviously a very concerning situation until he's on the mound for a consistent amount of time to the point that you forget it ever happened. Uh, he then finishes it off by saying, what I've got is what I've got. This is, of course, on the pitching rotation and a possibility of signing signing a player. Now, there was a report out there that said they were looking at Gio Gonzalez, the Yankees. He said, uh, what I've got is what I've got, and we're comfortable with yeah. that. Can't rule anything out, but I'd say the main focus is what we have. I don't really have a problem with that. I mean, I everything that I heard yesterday after it got announced is everybody wants Gio Gonzalez. Everybody wants Gio Gonzalez as a depth guy. And Cashman just said, according to Lindsey Adler, Cashman says Severino's getting his Corso injection today. Yeah. I Look, I, I think you could live with what you have right now, and then you can make a deal at the deadline if you need another pitcher. That's, that's what I think. And again, Severino, when he comes back and you get Loisaga going, all of a sudden this worrisome rotation doesn't look so bad anymore. So... I don't know. I think I think that it's very possible that they could just go with what they have. I think it's more than fair. I think it is more than fair. So the Yankees are getting a big acquisition. Uh, just uh, just as Brian Cashman just broke some serious big news that they're getting a huge acquisition, March sixteenth or seventeenth. Jacoby Ellsbury expected to join the Yankees in Tampa. <laughs> 
Your face just dropped. Your face just... And I am not kidding when I say that. Oh, Aaron Judge! Aaron deep Judge to center hits another at the home track run. at the... And... It's caught, Susan. But see, that's the thing. Is like... Even his outs are like loud. He's hitting every ball to the track. He's I mean... I know it's spring training, but he's going to win MVP. He's I can win. see it. He's going to win MVP. He just looks like a better hitter, doesn't he? I mean, he just... That flyout, look at that swing. Look at that swing. That flyout was amazing. Even that flyout was was incredible. And he's cut... I, I'm telling you, he's going to cut down on strikeouts this year. Well, he He's going to cut down on strikeouts. He's more of a hitter than he was in his rookie year. Now here comes John Carl Stanton. Here comes Stan Tony. Who, who is everyone's most favorite Yankee in the planet on the planet. Poor, poor guy. But yeah, Jacoby Ellsbury expected to join the Yankees uh, March 16th or the 17th, per Yay. Brian Cashman. Yay. <laughs> Yay. <sighs> is right, there any right. expectation you have for Jacoby Ellsbury? Anything? No. 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 I'm, I'm really surprised that he's still here. <laughs> Truthfully, I'm really, I really am surprised that he's still here. I, I, it concerns me that Jacoby Ellsbury, because we're paying him a lot of money, is going to get a spot. Like... Are we going to have to use a roster spot on Jacoby Ellsbury? That's the scary part. I don't think so. I mean, you, you let, he's, you've got Stanton. You've got Judge. He has the right to refuse Gardner, a minor league option. Hicks, I don't think he, he does. Yes. I think at this point it's minor league or bust for, for Ellsbury because you've got Hicks. You've got Gardner. You've got Judge. You've got Stanton. You know, Where does he go? you got Voigt and Bird fighting for the first base job, so that's two other roster Tug- spots. Tulo and LeMahieu are both going to be on the big league Tulo and LeMahieu, of course, especially Tulo. I don't, I... Torres and Andujar. I mean, Torres and Andujar. And then you got Sanchez and Romine. Right. So, where are going to go? <laughs> you know what I mean? They can't carry 14 position players. So, so yeah, it's Gardner, Stanton, Frazier. Maybe Frazier. Hicks, Gardner... I would Hicks, get, Gardner, uh, Judge, Stanton. I'd give Frazier a shot before I give Ellsbury a shot. Tulo, I get, I know he's not there, but you're eventually going to have to get Didi up here when he when he's healthy. Right. Glabar, DJ LeMayhew, Voight and Bird are fighting for the first base job. Stanton yep. and Sanchez, Gary, San, Gary Sanchez, Austin Romine, Miguel Andujar. I don't see a spot. I mean, where's up? Oh, Stanton just struck out. Stanton has had a really rough spring. He's had a really rough spring. He'll be see. I know we. I know we go. For, I know we go from going nuts about Judge's spring, but again, um, but I will say about Stanton, he'll be all right. This is who he is. He's a two fifty, two sixty hitter who's going to bomb you thirty plus homers and drive in ninety to one hundred runs. That's who he is. You will never get fifty seven home run John Call Stanton again because that just was that just wasn't him. I think Yankee fans need to accept that. That wasn't him. But he's, you're still going to get a productive player with a two fifty, two sixty batting average and bombing thirty homers and driving in ninety to one hundred runs with with Aaron Judge there. I think he'll hit more than thirty. Stan five. Stan will hit between I think thirty five and fifty. How many basically? Did he hit, every how many year. Did he hit last year? Thirty seven. Yeah. Tw- okay. He, he thirty eight. Uh, he had thirty eight and hundred last year. Thirty eight and hundred. Fine. That he'll take that. That's 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 perfect. But that's the thing is last year was kind of considered a bad year for him, right? Which is stupid. Because because he, he was coming sixty six, he was coming off the fifty seven home run season. He batted two eighty eight. That's why he was coming off the fifty seven home run year, and he batted two eighty eight. Or yeah, he batted two. He batted. Um, let me get yeah. Let me get it up here. He yeah. He had fifty nine homer fifty nine homers and batted two eighty one. Yeah, that's not him. One hundred thirty two RBIs. That's not him. He's not a sixty home run guy, but he's a 35, 37 home run guy, which is perfect, especially mm-hmm. for that stadium. You thought you were getting MVP. Plus, the, again, the performance, the performance in the playoffs is what everyone is focusing on. 
When you come to New York, there's two things. When you come to New York, there's two things that the people, media, fans look at: your your start to the season, yeah. and your finish to the season. Yeah. He started off. He started off bad. He was then he played great. Then he played re- relatively well, and then postseason happened. He was awful. But everyone remembers the start and the finish, especially when you come to New York. Yeah, people That's gotta how remember. It is. Stan was putting the team on his back for like a month and a half. He could shut us out. Like, you know what I mean? So, and Stan played well over the summer, like really well. So, I don't know. That's interesting. You know, and this is the interesting part about these position battles too, what's going on in Yankee camp, because Greg Bird and Luke Voigt are both having phenomenal springs. Yeah. Like They're Lons- making this first base decision really hard. It's like the Mets with Alonzo and Dom Smith. And I have a feeling that if they keep, Playing this way, Void is going to win the job by default. Greg Bird got a 3-0 um, swing, 3-0 swing out. Oh yeah, <laughs> he, he got, dude! It's the spring. Everybody gets a green light. You're not trying to win games. You're just trying to nah, get working. No, no, I just think it's interesting. But that's the thing, though, is like I'm so in on giving Greg Bird significant time in the spring. You got to figure out if this guy can play because Greg Bird. You got to remember when Greg Bird came up, he was special mm-hmm. at the plate. Uh-oh. Oh boy! Bird with a sh- no, fly nope. out to flat, but you see, like that little fly out right there, and I know our radio audience can't see this. It's a good swing, right? But Greg Bird, it looked really good off the bat. That fly out to center field. Aaron Judge can fight a ball off his hands and have it go to the track. Mm. Like it's just some of the things that some of these guys can do. I mean, I, I think it's. It's, it isn't a question right now, Evan, right? Aaron Judge is the best player on the Yankees. Yes. He is the best player on the Yankees. That I agree with. Good. So, and I agree with you. I think he's the favorite to win MVP. I, and I, I know everybody's going to say Trout and Betts and, and those guys like that. And they very well easily, uh, very well could be too. But, I don't know. There's something, I've seen something in Aaron Judge this spring that just looks different. Right? He just He just looks like he's a better hitter. He's a better hitter this year. I agree. He is. I agree. All right. Uh, let's take one last you want me, little you want break. Laugh? You want to laugh? Someone, uh, Joe, uh, uh, Joe Logrippo on Twitter put up a video and a caption. When Brian Cashman said the Yankees are focused on replacing Severino with German and Loisica, it's Stephen A. Smith. No! <laughs> well, who are you going to replace him with? <laughs> like, you're not going to pay Dallas Keuchel what he wants, right? I mean... Gio Gonzalez wouldn't be a bad option. I obviously wouldn't right. hate that, but why not give Loisaga a shot? You know what I mean? Loisaga is a good pitcher. He's a good young arm. He's the best young arm you have. Why not? Give him a shot. All right. Antonio Brown, that trade's expected to happen by the end of this week. Um, so we'll see where he possibly could end up. And again, for what? That's coming up next. This is the Haystack. Final segment coming up. On the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're, you're listening to the Haystack Show on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. And welcome back. This is the Haystack on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Um, God, we had a good show today, Ev. We did. Very nice, very nice, nice, nice. Yeah. First time, first time In that forever. I've... Well, yeah. The first time um, since I've been sick that I've been here twice in one week. Yeah. We're growing, man. Hey, listen, one day at a time. 
We're going. Like I said, one day at a time, we're off to the races. Yeah. Yeah. And when you'll be here tomorrow, you'll be here Friday. I hope so. You'll be here tomorrow. You'll be here Friday. Just got to get your, con- you know, got belief in yourself. Got to wake up and say, yeah, I'm going to come. Yeah, I'm going to come to work today. Yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. You maybe, know? maybe a live mock tomorrow? No, live mock tomorrow. Maybe. I can't wait. I think that's going to be You're a lot nuts. of fun. You're nuts, by the way. You're nuts. What? You're nuts. Why am I live, nuts? Live mock. You're nuts. What? Yeah. No, I'm kidding. You're nuts. Huh? You're nuts. Why am I nuts? You want to do a live mock? Yeah. <laughs> I'm busting your I'm busting your chops. Yeah, you're nuts. You <laughs> don't know what that means. Right. Um <laughs> But um anyway. So you've been egging on egging me on all day to touch this. Yes, I have. This whole Antonio Brown situation. Uh-huh, because earlier this morning, Adam Schefter reported that he says, teams that have spoken to the Steelers about a potential Antonio Brown trade have been told that a deal is expected to be in place by Friday, per league sources. So Antonio Brown will be reportedly will be dealt by Friday, and I am so looking forward to see who this team is. Who is it going to be? Because apparently, according to Ian Rappaport, Two teams that are out, the Arizona Cardinals, out, and the New York Jets, out. They're good, out. good. Both of those teams, good. I'm glad that they're out. Getting Antonio Brown would not have been a smart move at all. At all. Because if you're dealing with young quarterbacks, you don't want to bring a guy like that in. Like, Antonio Brown needs to go to a team where they have a quarterback and a coach that can handle him. You know, they can't go to a place where you know, personalities are going to clash. You understand what I'm saying? I, I Look, and to be honest, I don't even know where that is. I don't know where that is. I don't. Antonio Brown, it, to me, I think he's, at this point, I, I think Antonio Brown has such a bad reputation and he's got such a bad look for himself that he's made himself look like, okay, you, you're going to get him and you've, you know, you've got all this talent and everything like that. But are you absolutely going to ruin our entire culture? Same thing with the Jets. The Jets have done an incredible job. You know, I know everybody gives Mike McCagnan crap. Mike McCagnan has virtually done everything right. Everything right. He signed the right people. He hired the right people. He's drafted well. I mean, he has done a great job in changing the culture with the Jets. The Jets don't look like a joke. The Jets actually look like they are an up-and-coming team. If they got Antonio Brown, yeah, it'd be exciting for about five minutes. But just watch. Over the course of the season, you're going to start seeing, yeah, Sam Darnold's going to get getting a little bit uncomfortable with Antonio Brown. It's, it's not a good look. And again, Antonio Brown's going to be 31. It's not like he's going to grow with you. Antonio Brown, as much as I love to say, he's probably got two really good years left. Another strikeout for the way. Sorry to interrupt you, but another strikeout for yeah, Weisiger uh, looks Weisica. good. He made that one mistake to Tyler O'Neill, but other than that, he's looked very, very good. Very nice. Um, and his hook is nasty. Nasty. Uh, here, is Ian, so. here is Ian Rappaport on, on NFL Up to the Minute on Antonio Brown, this situation going on. Yeah, it sounds like by the end of the week, that is one thing the Steelers were telling teams. They wanted it done by Friday, although the people I've spoken with actually think it'll be done before then. And you, you mentioned two teams we know right now 
The Jets and the Arizona Cardinals are out. The Broncos, who have maintained interest, they are out as well. There are oh. a couple other teams who are still in the mix. One of those teams, the Oakland Raiders, they are the one team, Andrew, to me, mm-hmm. that has kind of stayed consistently in the mix. Not saying that uh, how heavy they are in, but they have maintained contact throughout wanting to make sure they knew what the Steelers are doing. Uh, so right now, what the Steelers are essentially telling these teams is, if you're in, be in, present your best offer, do it as soon as possible. They do want this wrapped up way before the start of free agency, which, of course, the tampering window starts on Monday. They want this wrapped up at the least by Friday. Technically, Ian, it is a 48-hour negotiation window. It is not a tampering window, just to be clear. By the way, we're on Sunday with free agency frenzy. It's actually an anti-tampering window. But we'll exactly, an anti-tampering window. There, there you go. We, just, we lost the prefix here. There is a <laughs> bonus due Antonio Brown. On the 17th, they don't want to get anywhere near that, right? Yeah, they don't want to mess with that. They did actually ask him to push back the bonus, which is not a surprise. They've done that to uh, a couple of the other players, did to Chris Boswell, their kicker as well. Unclear whether or not the players have said, yes, uh, we will move back the bonus to give you more time. The reality is they would pay the bonus if they had to. We've seen teams in the past, Andrew, pay these bonuses and then try to trade a guy after we saw we actually saw the Rams do this with Nick Foles paid a roster bonus tried to trade him ended up releasing him but the the thought process was still there so the Steelers would do it they would just like to get this all done before they have to pay him any more money so I, I think that's interesting he brings up the Oakland Raiders because that's the team that have apparently have them have had the mm-hmm. most interest they have they have assets they have three first round draft picks. I don't know what their salary cap situation is. I'll have to, I'll have to look more into that one. But th- it makes sense. They got assets. And apparently John Gruden wants to build a super team. He wants to build a super team, man, with Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell. Derek Carr will be, the hap- will be one of the happiest quarterbacks on the planet if he can get Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell on the same team. Uh, that's the plan. And I'm going to look up the, the Raiders' salary cap issue. They got a lot of work but- to do, though. A lot of work to do. It's not going to be like... Um, it's not going to be like, oh, they're going to get Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell, but they're going to be good. Like They, they got they work have, to do on defense. They, they have to draft incredibly well. Um, you know, like the, the, the Raiders need a lot of things to go right. They need a lot of things to go right. And, and I find that funny. They have $71 right? million dollars in cap space. Just, just throwing this out there, right? One of the most dysfunctional franchises in the league right now is one of the only teams that wants Antonio Brown, and they stink. The Broncos are out, Jets out, Cardinals out. The Redskins like, have what been is that? What does that tell you about Antonio Brown? Stay away. Stay away. That, look, when as soon as Antonio Brown said, I, I don't need the game, I don't need the game, you know, if, if you want to, you know, if, if you want me to play, you're going to play by my rules. How about screw that? How about you don't have a job? That seems pretty simple. Like It's so easy to get caught up in how good Antonio Brown is. I don't care how good he is. I want a guy that will help my culture. I do. Antonio Brown, wherever he goes, will hurt the culture. Especially a, a, a team that is building around a younger quarterback. Derek Carr is no longer a younger quarterback. He's more of a veteran guy now. Yes, he is. He's going a year 
five in the NFL, I believe. So but six. let's let's be real about this. And he says, "Do you I, really he, think that Antonio Brown is going to get a, get along with John Gruden?" He says, "I hope." Derek Carr says, "I hope the Raiders pursue Antonio Brown." He said that. That's what he's. That's what he's said. <clears throat> well, yeah, he needs weapons. Derek Carr needs. Derek Carr, I'm sure, wants him because he's he's got nobody to throw to. I mean, who's his best receiver? It's not even Jordy. They don't even have Jordy Nelson anymore, do they? Uh, they got rid of Martavis Bryant. They did. They got rid of Amari Cooper. They did. I'm sorry. I, I think their best option is like Andre Roberts or something like that. Yeah, Nelson. Nelson signed a two-year deal with the Packers. I mean, with the Raiders, he's still on the team as of today. He played uh, played 15 games for or the Raiders Seth last Roberts. year. Seth Roberts, I think that's who Seth it is. Seth Roberts. He played 15 games for the Raiders last year. Jordy Nelson, 63, catch, 63 catches, 737 receiving yards, and three touchdowns. I don't know. They, look, the Raiders, fine. Go ahead and let your career die in Oakland. but Or Vegas. Or Vegas, which is actually perfect. But, <laughs> no, in all seriousness. Antonio Brown like, Vegas. Antonio Brown in Vegas. Yeah. Could you imagine that? Renee's like, oh my Sheesh. God, yes. <laughs> but let's, that's the real question here, too. Is do you really think that Antonio Brown and John Gruden are going to get along? No. Antonio Brown's going to hate getting coached by John Gruden. He's going to yell. John Gruden's going to lay in him, and Antonio's going to be like, nah, don't yell at me. I'm the best player on your team. Well, you think he gives a crap? You're a football player. You play for him. But, do you, but it's obviously that John Gruden wants him, though. If, if sure, but that doesn't team, mean that that doesn't mean that once he gets there, John Gruden can't coach him. Like that's the thing is like Mike Tomlin tried to coach the Steelers. The problem with the Steelers is what there there were plenty there were too many personalities in the locker room. There probably still are, right? Big Ben, Le'Veon, Antonio Brown, all these guys, right? There's so many personalities in Pittsburgh, and they just weren't working. I mean, you even heard uh, Ryan Clark, their former safety was just like, look, you had to really be careful in that locker room. You had to be careful. You know, there are times where it just got out of control. Right? I mean, Antonio Brown is the center. He is the nucleus of that problem. So why why would any team be comfortable bringing that in? Because I've told you before. The talent, I think they, they still see. I know, because the he, catches, he catches for 1,500 yards and 15 touchdowns there's, every year. I in get a it. passing league, there's a lot to be said about the, the best wide receiver on the face of the earth becoming available. There's a, lot to say, there's a lot to say about the Pittsburgh Steelers willing to get rid of the best wide receiver on the planet. And you know, where I, you know where I think he should go. You know where I think uh, he should go. Oh my gosh, Where's Green Bay. Green, all right, Green Bay. Green like Bay. he should, he should be a Packer already. The number thirty over, uh, the number thirty overall pick should already belong to the Steelers, and Antonio Brown should be in a Packer uniform. But like that's the thing is the Packers don't even want him. The teams that want him are all the dysfunctional franchises in the league, the Raiders, right? I mean, it, like the Raiders are in on him. I'm I'm sure like a team like the Dolphins are going to be in on him. Uh, like, no, the Dolphins are in rebuild. They're not. In, they're, yeah, they have, yeah. they have not been in on him. You sure? I don't think so. The Dolphins are in full rebuild. I don't know. There's maybe. no way they've been in on Tampa him. Bay. I'm sure is going to be in on him. Tampa, like, I'm sure. Like all of these teams that haven't had st- stability well, in Tampa, forever. Tampa Bay because Bruce Arians probably Bruce Arians knows him. Bruce Arians knows Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown and Jameis Winston. I mean that's 
that's something there too. You know what I mean? Like that that is something to be said. And again, how would that sit with Mike Evans? You know what I mean? He so, was he was been Antonio Brown's offensive coordinator for two years, twenty ten to twenty eleven. Yeah, two years. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I understand that. I'm just saying the mix of guys in that locker room doesn't sit well with me. It doesn't. You know, and it doesn't sit well with me really either in Green Bay. I'm just saying it because Aaron Rodgers so desperately needs a, a number one receiver or another receiver that I think that they could just make it work, right? They could probably just make it work. And to be honest with you, Aaron Rodgers is really quiet. So I don't think Aaron, I don't think Antonio Brown would mind playing with Aaron Rodgers because I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to say anything to him. You know what I mean? <laughs> like Aaron Rodgers, I don't think, is much of a leader. I think he's more of a guy that he's more of just like he plays quarterback for you. Like, that's what Aaron Rodgers is. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. I, I think teams got to be real careful with with uh, getting Antonio Brown. And, I again, I don't know. I don't know exactly where he's going to end up. I, my guess is probably, and, again, Oakland's going to give them the number 24 overall pick or something like that, and then a deal's going to be done. And, like, that's what, that is what I think. Oakland is going to make a move like that, and we're just going to see it. Uh, Antonio Brown's career will die in Oakland. Well, I guess I'll find out. <laughs> but who is it? my my number one suspect for to do it? Yeah, is the Raiders. The, it's the Raiders. They're, I think they're actually going to get it done. I would say, I, I'm trying to think of the two other teams that maybe would do it. I'm trying to think of a few teams that would that would still that would be Denver's out. The, I love set the Denver's out because. Part of me that would love to see Joe Flacco throwing to Antonio Brown, but all right, they're out. The Jets are out again. I would have loved to see Sam Donald throwing to Antonio would, Brown. That everybody, Cardinals make sense. A team that would that everybody would dread that they did it. Right on Buffalo, uh, and the Steelers already said that they're not trading them to him. Could you imagine if Antonio Brown got traded to New England? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Renee, <laughs> Renee's, Renee's just like, no, 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 yeah. no. He's got no, the headphones no, on. He's, no, he's, li- no. he's listening to every little bit of this show. He's flipping me off right now, too. No, Double flipping no, me no. off. <laughs> Throwing me two birds. <laughs> but no, um, but like, I mean, Bill Belichick could probably go to the Steelers and be like, oh, I want a fourth, I want a sixth round pick. For I'll, um, I'll, uh, he's a great how, about, uh, how about uh, you trade him to me because uh, I said so? I said, <laughs> because I said so. <laughs> like, what? like, that would be Bill Belichick. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, yes sir. sir. You we, got it, we sir. We will. We'll take a sixth. Like, <laughs> I, would say, <laughs> say, I would say the two other teams. You'll take my seventh round compensatory pick. <laughs> and you deal with it. Yeah. You'll take the 251st pick in the draft. How about that? Why not Buffalo? Like, I'm just thinking about the Bills. Strong on quarterback. We'll trade Antonio Brown to New England for New England's long snapper. <laughs> For Steven Gostowski. <laughs> no, for Steven Gostowski. I just hear Renee back there. He's like. <laughs> Listen, no, 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 no. Straight up. Josh Antonio Brown for Josh Gordon. Straight up. <laughs> yeah, let's let's do that. <laughs> Straight up. Yeah, because I'm sure the Steelers are going to want to deal with Josh Gordon. But I'll be honest with you. Like, at this point, I don't know who I'd rather want. I'm not kidding. From a personality standpoint, I'm actually, I, think I actually I'm, think I might take Josh Gordon. What? Yeah. I'll take it. Because Josh Gordon, okay. here's, here's the thing. Come on. Josh Gordon, Josh Gordon isn't a locker room problem. Josh Gordon has personal issues. Wait, that's, right? uh, Josh Gordon is He's getting suspended. 
Yeah, Tony Brown's never been suspended, or at least it doesn't matter that he was never suspended. It's been, Josh Gordon got suspended because he's because he's suffered through drug addiction, right? And Tony Brown. That's the thing. And Tony Brown's Antonio on the field. Brown will ruin the culture in your locker room. And Tony Brown's on the Josh field. Josh Gordon won't. Josh Gordon will go do his own thing. He, like, he'll make his own decisions. Listen, when Josh he doesn't, when he's in the locker room, it doesn't bother anybody. When Josh Gordon's on the field, he's a top five wide receiver in the league. I agree with that. When he's on the field and healthy, he's a top five receiver in the league. Maybe, but he's not on the maybe, but he's not on the field. Antonio Brown is. He's not on the field. I think Renee wants to talk. Are you, are you getting in on this right now? Renee Canales, host of Chalk Talk, yeah, everybody. A little bit. You're gonna rip me a new one? No, I actually agree with you. Wow. Do you see that? Oh, uh, he's I, turning I actually, off. I, I, I actually do agree <laughs> with you because Antonio Brown, which is why I, I vote, and Evan knows it firsthand because I've told him. Tony Brown's on the field. I don't want him anywhere near the Jets. I understand. Anyone, near, near, anyone near Sam Darnold. If I were the Jets, I'd be careful about Le'Veon Bell, too. Yes, I would. but I would I would ra- much rather prefer Le'Veon Bell I would than take Antonio Le'Veon Brown. over Antonio Antonio well. Brown is that type of person that if you don't throw him the ball, he's going to show you up on the sidelines, and he's going to go into the locker room, right. and he's going to show you up in the locker room, and then he's going to go to the media and show you up to the media. Right. Josh like- Gordon... As you said, it's a personal problem. It's something that he deals with internally. He doesn't necessarily bring it out into the locker room. He doesn't go into his, he doesn't go to his other team and say, right. "Yo, when he, yo, when Josh yo, Gordon, Gordon's yo, Rome, Renee, yo, you're right. Romeo, dub, bro." You, Renee, you know, like, Renee, no. Renee, you're right. But the problem is, Josh Gordon's personal issues have resulted in suspensions and not being on the field. Antonio Brown's on the field every single game. Yeah, but here's almost the, every and, single game. And you're right, Evan. That counts for something. It does. That does. Uh, no, that counts for so much. How many years did Josh Gordon miss? Two, three? No, two? Un- understood. I'm saying from a from a personality standpoint, I would take Josh Gordon because I don't think Josh Gordon would be a problem in your locker room, right? But Renee just said it, and I said it on Monday, right? If Antonio Brown, let's say Antonio Brown went to a team like the Cardinals or he went to a team like the Jets, right, that has a young either rookie quarterback or second-year quarterback, right? Antonio Brown, on the first day of practice, is going to pull over that young guy and say, all right, here's how it's going to work around here. Get me the ball. Yep. That you don't want that. No. Your young quarterback. The one thing you want your young quarterback to be able to do is spread the ball around as Austin Romine goes yard. No, that Homer. Yeah. Three, three run runner. bomb for three Austin Romine. Three run bomb for Austin Romine. I but really love him as a backup. As a, I do too. Backup I do too. He got he got a starting job anywhere else, but I, I love that's him. As Gary a Sanchez that's struggles. the problem right there, Renee. Is we're probably going to lose him because he's going to at some point. He's get, he's you know going to get a starting job somewhere. But, but you know what? If, if, if this was if this came down to like let's say a trade a trade deadline move, we we got a pretty good piece back. If Gary Austin Sanchez, Austin Romine. if Gary Sanchez is batting a buck eighty again, Austin Romine might be the starter. You can't have Gary Sanchez yeah, bat a buck eighty again. I think it's you can't. I think it's possible. You can't. I think it's possible. I, mean, I don't necessarily think they have him on a short leash, but I think they have him on some sort of. You, leash but you can't have him be Sanchez. batting. You can't have it's Gary Sanchez by the All Star break batting a buck seventy, a buck eighty, oh, a buck no, ninety yeah. again. That's you can't. Different. Yeah, that's different. So I'm a, waiting. I'm waiting for this kid's bat to come around, Tyler Wade. I am waiting for this kid to start hitting a little bit. Here is because defensively and speed wise, he's he's a stud. He just needs to bat. He can't hit for anything. But all right, go ahead. I'm here's sorry. Adam Shine. No, it's all right. Here's doesn't worry. But here's Adam Shine's uh, on NFL.com. Here's his nine teams that he thinks like the percentages. Yeah, Redskins nine one percent. Cardinals about to get to get Antonio Brown. Redskins nine at one percent. Cardinals eight at two percent. Broncos seven at three percent. Saints at six with six with six percent. Saints would be an interesting spot for him. the Saints. That would be interesting. The Saints don't have assets though. Mm-hmm. Like this, I don't think the Saints could 
afford Antonio Brown. They don't have enough to give up. Like, it would be fun to watch. Like, and there's no Drew Brees, Michael Thomas, and Antonio Brown. And like, they tra- holy crap. With Ingram and Kamara? Oh, oh my. And that well, O-line? Oh, agent. my Lord. Ingram's a free agent. They, I, I have a feeling they're going to bring it Yeah, they're going to bring it. They, they, there's no way they want to separate Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram right I now. I hear. The way, they, the way those two complement each other and complement that offense with yeah. Drew, when Drew Brees can't get the ball to anybody, yeah. oh, dude, it's unreal. Yeah, and that, It's unreal. And Sean Shine's right. He, I agree with him. Last year's Marcus Davenport describes as a YOLO draft pick. Leaves the Saints without a first round. So that's right. They don't have any first rounders because mm-hmm. they got five Tennessee Titans, 10%. Yeah, their earliest pick, I think, is the 62nd pick. It's like the third to last pick in the second round. Green Bay, like that's their first pick. Green Bay Packers at four at 11%. Seahawks at three with 16. Niners at two, 22%. And I would say Niners at two, two. I would say they're number two. Raiders at one with 29%. I'd say the Raiders definitely in the lead. Niners two. I'll say Green Bay th- is in third Nin- place over the Seahawks. The Niners are interesting because the Niners could work. It all depends on how he feels about Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't think the Steelers really want to trade him in conference. No, I, well, I don't think they want to trade him. They'd rather get him out of the uh, get him AFC. out of the AFC. But right. I'll be honest with you, if they trade, because they already said they're not trading to the, the to the AFC North, and they're not trading Duh. trading him to New England. They, they so stupid, Cleveland, Cleveland, dude. Cincinnati, Baltimore, and New England are all out. Right. So. Duh. I, I don't know. I, to be honest, I think there's a very limited amount of places where Antonio Brown can go and have success. Pittsburgh's, Seriously. Pittsburgh. He'll put up the numbers, but they won't win anything. It's just because, like, you need to have good cultures, right? New England's a great dynasty, partially, you know, in part because Bill Belichick's the greatest coach ever and because Tom Brady's one of the best quarterbacks of all time. But a part of it is because that culture has never changed in 15 years, right? The New England Patriots culture is the best culture in football, and it has been for over a decade. Yeah. So, I know, and, and it pains you to say it. pains me to say it, too, because I hate seeing them win all the time. But that that's, that's the thing right there is culture wins, right? Last year when the Eagles won, uh, won the Super Bowl, their culture was great because they had that underdog thing going on, right? Bark, bark. Like, all of these teams that win Super Bowls have great, great cultures, right? Peyton Manning, when he won a Super Bowl with the with the Denver Broncos, that whole, you know, same thing with the Seahawks, that whole unstoppable force defense, they embrace that, right? Yes. It's, not about, it's not about who's who, right? It's all about what can we do collectively. Antonio Brown's a me guy. He's not an us guy. That's the part that bothers me about him. You know what I mean? He and it's not like he's a young kid and he's learning how to be an us guy. This is a seasoned veteran that's been in the league for nine years already. This is just thing. who he is. He's going to be thirty-one. He's a grown man. You're not going to change who he is. All right, that will do it for us. Evan Mazza, I'm Mike Guido. This has been the Haystack on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Go ahead. Before you end it, Go ahead. I actually have a question for you. For me? Yeah. For, for me. me. For you. For me. Per me. For you. Okay. For two. Clint, Fr- Clint Frazier. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen? Because obviously he hasn't really shown much in, in, in spring training. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, the guy hasn't played in forever. Yeah. Uh, I saw he was batting 214, and I think he only had like three hits and a limited number of, of at-bats. What do you think is going to happen with him? 
He'll go in, down in terms of he, being on uh, uh, being in the Yankees organization in general. Come, let's say trade deadline. Good question. I think that he will stick around for the most part. Uh, he'll start the he'll start the year in the minors. He'll start the year in Scranton. Um, but I think that he. I don't think he's going to get dealt. I think the Yankees are going to want to keep him around for depth because you can't expect Aaron Hicks not to get hurt. You can't expect Brett Gardner not to get hurt. You know what I mean? So they they need a guy that they can pull up and fill in spots like that. So, so you would say he's like the fifth. I think outfielder he's yeah. option. It, right. But they're, it would be they're Stan only gonna ca- be... they're only gonna carry four outfielders on the on the on the roster. On the roster. So Gardner, Hicks, Gardner, Hicks, Judge. Stanton, and Judge. Yeah. So right. I don't know. I, I it, that's the that's the thing. Clint Frazier, I think, is probably gonna end up sticking around. Estevan Florial's the interesting guy though, because he's gonna have to see major league time sooner rather than later, and they just extended Aaron Hicks for seven yeah. years. What are they going to do with that? He's probably a trade bait. You know what I mean? Like, because they love him, and a lot of teams love him. He holds a lot what? of Back value. Back the track of the wall. It's a double. Okay. So, I don't know. Oh, All right. play off the wall. Judge. Oh, 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 I was close. Judge has a cannon. Oh, dude, it's nice, ridiculous. Nice he's throw. got a cannon. Almost and he makes him. it look effortless. It looks like he's lobbing the ball, and he just. I mean, the way he the way he cusped, cusped, cusped it off the wall. Yeah, if they show your replay, Mike. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, but Floreal, you really think he's he's probably going to be trade bait, or do you think that they'll give him? You know, let's say I don't think they trade him this year. I think they probably wait. Um, do you start maybe? New, I mean, he plays center field, obviously. But yep. do do you see him possibly moving over to left field, knowing that? Gardner's on his last legs at this point, not knowing what Clint Fra- what, what's going to come I could come see Clint him Frazier. maybe taking over for center field once Aaron Hicks gets a little higher up there in age and they want to move him to left or something like that. Because um, Aaron Hicks has Gardner played left goes, field with his team. So. But it, that's the thing is if they want – like it all depends on what the Yankees' plan is. If they want Giancarlo Stan to be a full-time DH for the rest of his career, then you probably have a place for Florial to play. If they I don't want think Stan- they mind that. <laughs> No, I don't think they mind that either, but it all depends on what their plan is. I, well, to be honest, well, I have no idea. If they, I'm sure if they get a good offer for Florial, I think that they could probably we're forgetting, let him go. We're forgetting, Renee, the key outfielder in this whole situation. Jacoby Ellsbury. Jacoby Ellsbury. Jacoby Ellsbury's back, man. Um, ew. <laughs> Jacoby Ellsbury's back. Just, He's back. He's back. We're not FCC regulator, right? <laughs> Technically, no, no. Okay. I wouldn't do it. I do, uh, you, I wouldn't. You wouldn't do it. I wouldn't. He blows. I wouldn't do it. Right. That dude could lick the underside of a car if Renee. he wanted to. I really don't care. <laughs> I, I kept the PG. <laughs> that dude can lick the underside of a car. Oh boy. He says that, and yet poor Jacoby's been hurt. It's not crap. like he's dying. Anything. He's like he's this been hurt. Wor- he's one. Of, he's actually one of the worst contracts in MLB history. I think that's just, <laughs> it's just terrible. Whatever. Mm, Bryce Harper might have a few things to say about that. I don't think years. so. Oh. All right. Hey, Stack, you got us every day, Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Eastern Time. Hopefully, we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, Chalk Talk's coming up next. Renee Canales, John Fogarty, Jimmy Baccioni. Normally, it's Mikey, Big Mikey Rifkin. I'm assuming it's just you today, right? Yeah, it's me. I'm, I'm on the sticks. I'm producing. All right. So, Chalk Talk's coming up next. You got them till 4 o'clock. Until then, hey, Stack, we'll see you. Peace. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.